This episode of Forging Flame is brought to you by Onnit, the total human optimization website. You can go to onnit.com right now and enter the code FORGINGFLAME at checkout for 10% off any of your dietary supplement purchases. You can also check out a free trial for their three primary supplement products. They've got Alpha Brain for nootropics, Shroom Tech Sport for fitness and recovery, and New Mood for your mental well-being. Uh, not only do they have a host of great supplements, but they've also got just about anything you could possibly need for your health or fitness journey. They've got resources for training. They've got certifications and a ton of great workout equipment. Again, Forging Flame at checkout, 10% off. It's awesome. Do it. Do it. Welcome to Forging Flame. This is the podcast where we sit down with artists, creators, entrepreneurs of all types, talk about their creative processes, their motivations, inspirations, hopes, dreams, fears, and anything else that happens to come up during the course of conversation. I, of course, am Nick Hinton. And I am Ryan Selleck. And today we are here with Dyke Michaels and Chris King. Hello. Of, of the Harder Brunch podcast. I think you jumped in way too early. No, no. <laughs> oh, that was, that was it's perfect. funny. Like everything, there are no d- rules here, guys. Everything you've done so far is as if you've never been done a podcast before. I feel like after that huge list of really cool professions he's talking to, he's like, we couldn't find any of those guys. So we found, <laughs> we found these two homeless people who took the wrong door to get into the house. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's all going to go downhill from there on this episode. Well, don't don't sell yourselves short, fellas. I I for one happen to 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 look up to you both in a. In a manner of speaking, you guys around what around the time COVID started, you launched your show, right? Uh, I, I started the show a year ago. Oh, yeah. Where have I been? So I started it. I started it uh, a year ago this past weekend. Yeah. Um, wow. And then Chris came on around Thanksgiving, and then I deleted everything that I had made <laughs> before Chris came. Yeah, that's how good I was. I think that you thought that it didn't happen for COVID because before COVID because it wasn't good until then. I think that was right. Probably COVID is when I decided let's get mics, microphones right before you yeah. instead of recording in that uh, tin foil in a microwave. Yeah, that's what we were using before. <laughs> so it was a lot of trial and error before we started. Yeah, uh, my whole thing was like I am not tech savvy, so I wanted everything to be able to done. I don't myself from my house, <laughs> and I still can do that. But like I, now, I just need people to show me. Yeah what we're doing and how we're doing it yeah but originally yeah, i was just a cell phone in the middle of the table right in a in an empty room with no furniture in it and there's <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that by the way there's actually a lot of radio lab episodes that were, were recorded with an iphone which is surprising to me but like that's one of the best yeah. podcasts out there in terms of sound quality and yet they're not opposed to using a i mean the iPhone. iphone is fantastic and like the movie tangerine they recorded that entire movie on an iphone the iphone oh. can do amazing things uh dyke's my his uh, iPhone cannot. <laughs> and uh, but we says you like I just want to do it. I want to do it from my house. I want to be able to just do it and then uh, go take a nap. That's what you said. And it's been a pushback. Like when I was talking about the mics and mixing and all the different stuff, it was a little bit of a push to say like I don't want to do that because I want to make it like I just record on a phone and that's the niche. But I feel like you've come around a little bit. Yeah, and it's like uh, 
when I go back and listen to even now, what's the first episode, which was not the original first episode, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, that sounds sounds like we recorded yeah. it in a tin can. <laughs> it's it all sounds like it's you can tell it's bad. Bad sound is always because you hear so much noise before there's actually noise. Like the, yeah. the white noise of it starts. It's like, and then it's us coming on. It feels like we're in a bug zapper that has yet to zap us. <laughs> That's what we're recording over the entire time. Yeah, those cell phone mics are almost a little too good. Yeah, yeah at times yeah. you know. Yeah. But yep. sound sound quality aside, uh, yeah, I've been – I had another podcast before this that was the Red Flag Comedy Podcast that mm-hmm. we did for a while. And that was really – we outsourced the whole thing. So, like, people were kind of hornswoggling us for, for prices and stuff. Like, we, we got caught up with this whole uh, – there was this building downtown. This guy reached out and he was, like, right there on Market Street. And they had this podcast studio. It's probably still there. If you go by, there's different shows. They have a TV. They have like see, like it looks like a legit setup. And it was just like a couple of grifters. <laughs> it was just like a, like a couple of dudes with heroin problems, and uh, they were just trying nice. to get people in there. And then we found out that the whole reason there was a podcast studio is because the guy, the guy that owned the building, his son um, just wanted to do it as a side project. And like one day we just show up, and there's this younger dude there and he's like what are you guys doing in my studio and i'm like who are you he's like this is my studio and i was like oh we'd been talking to these grifters and we thought everything was cool and he was like well you're dealing with me now and i was like man you look a little young and i remember because we brought beers in for even that sure and i gave him a beer one time he was like i'm in high school (laughs) (laughs) and then but then you were proceeded to report the record the podcast though even after he said he was in high school oh yeah absolutely. yeah that's right i mean we already paid money up front Uh, yeah yeah you're really good at putting good money after bad it's like listen i've already made the mistake i'm gonna continue that i'm gonna see how far i get maybe if i go so far down this dark hole it'll probably come out the other side it always does. Look yeah. at us now. <laughs> we're, on, we're on another podcast. <laughs> Local podcasting royalty. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. No, you you guys are actually you you are our second set of podcasters that we've had on the show. I apologize. Uh, yeah. The first the first of which was drink culture. Right after they uh, decided to to call it quits. Yeah. Oh wow. So um, that's interesting. I've never heard drink culture, but I was mm-hmm. talking to some friends of mine that were asking about our podcast, and they specifically said. Is it like drink culture? And I said, oh, I have no idea. Probably not. Not <laughs> even remotely close. No, no, definitely not. But uh, I'm I'm thankful to have some podcast guests who are also podcasters and are actively still doing it, especially because, you know, we're all still somewhat, you know, new-ish to the, to the realm, to the medium, as it were. Yeah. And uh, was, was that your junk kit? Yeah, he, he hey, decided to uh, bring nice, his open his peanut nice. butter jelly sandwich oh. in the middle of the podcast. Hell yeah! No, a those are their stickers. Swag. Who's the guy that does our designs for our logos? Uh, Ross Schaefer is the guy that does all of our design stuff. Uh, he's amazing. He's based out of Irvington. Fantastic. Uh, like I will just have an idea in my head, and I'll be like, "Hey, can you do this?" And then what he gives me is always like ten times better than what I had imagined. <laughs> he's great. No, this is that's that's fantastic. So this is the new logo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. like the cover on on Spotify, and then, um, yeah, he he did a lot of work for Red Flag. Like he get a lot of the logos and posters for mm-hmm. Red Flag, and then you know we're gonna work on you know obviously we're still working on possible swag down the line and like shirts and all the different stuff. Sure, we're only gonna go to that guy. He's fantastic. Yeah, at a boy Ross, nice work. Shout out oh, Ross. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's his last name again? Schaefer. Ross Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. this Maybe looks I'll, great, man. I'll write it. Write a note, and no. hopefully we'll remember to like post a. Post a link or something into yeah no he's he's really really good and definitely deserve the, all the works that comes his way. Uh, but speaking of guests that you've had on, so it's funny we I was looking at the guests you've had previously. You guys had Mike G. 
Yeah, yep, oh yeah. You had Mike G on. So we talked to Mike G. I, I hit him up on Instagram because I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm, I've yeah. been following him forever. I love what he's done. I especially like because I followed him really early on, and he's mm-hmm. just what he's progressed. And I told him that. And I said, hey, man, big fan. I uh, would love to get you on this podcast we have. Here's the link. You should take a listen. And he uh, took about 24 hours to respond. I'm assuming listening to our podcast. And he said, uh, thanks for being a fan. that he did not do the podcast (laughs) so I'm like oh these guys got Mike G they did it (laughs) good timing I guess I uh, I like we exist somewhere in the middle of being like oh these guys are like really funny podcasters or like these guys are just ass clowns yeah Yeah, that was it it definitely depends on the the episode you listen to because if Mm -hmm. he dropped in the middle of one of those microwave episodes he's like no these guys are recording in a bug zapper I'm not gonna go in and do that yeah. Well, and it's like too. I like we kind of like take it to the level of the guest. So it's like sometimes we'll have someone in, you know, it's kind of a square guest, and it does kind of. We've had episodes where it kind of turns into like a job interview. Sometimes sure. it's like, <laughs> where did you work next? Interesting, interesting. Okay, where did you? And so, and like we're trying to take it to a funny place, but like they don't seem to be on board with right. that. So we just try to keep it chill. And then sometimes we just have comics or we have friends on. So like, there's no. We don't need to do introductions. We're already comfortable with each other. Yeah. And then, like, it's like we'll be forty-five minutes into it, and Chris is like, "Do you want to ask them some questions?" And we're like, "No, we've just been riffing." Having in a good the time. podcast, it's like two hours in. Like, do we ask them anything at all? And there's definitely times where Dyke and I are having such a good time that I forget. Like, the guest is there, and like, so what do you think about it, Ted? And then nothing. And then nothing from Ted because we've been talking the entire time. But yeah, it's a it's a really good time. Also, uh, I also want to make sure you know coming on another podcast. I don't know any of the people that we bring on 90% of the time. Like yeah. Dyke just knows that podcast wouldn't exist if it weren't for Dyke's resources, just everybody he knows. And the fact that, I mean, we had, uh, I mean, the people that we get on, we had Brent Chahoon on. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't know he was, who he was either. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we, I went to his Twitter. I'm like, oh, this guy's actually hilarious. He's and of course, just huge. Legit. And yeah, he just came on. He just did it. Super nice guy. Hilarious. Um, yeah, but it's, it's all just, I don't understand how he knows it, but just the, the fact that we're able to bring in the guests that we're bringing in is absolutely all just because, because Dyke just knows so many people. Yeah. Keep, keep the good guests coming because I'm, I'm milking your guest list for, uh, I'm trying to like, <laughs> I figure like five weeks or so is a good enough book. I would assume, I would assume if the, yeah, if I was in your shoes, I'd be like, listen, it's going to do those, uh, those homeless guy giving out sandwiches show. They'll definitely do mine. We got Mike G. If we had to get my deal, they'll definitely do our podcast. I'll I'll tell you, the cheat code is uh, comics. Like, it's hard for, like, you know, it's a comedy podcast about the service industry. Uh, So, like, me trying to get, like, chefs and people on and, like, top-tier bartenders. Like, sometimes it's a a lot more difficult to get to book those guests. But comics know that they're going to get a free meal. (laughs) <laughs> and then they can plug their stuff, and they're just scratching. And I'm like, look, we do 52 of these a year. Like, we'll, we'll get yeah. you on. Yeah. But it's like uh, it's it's much harder to book like professional people right. too. P- plus, they have a lot more to lose. Like, a comics, like, let me come on. I don't care. I'll yeah, they'll push it. Make a fart. We, joke. Yeah, we, that's the thing is like, what do servers have to lose? We just getting like regular servers because I thought a good idea to would you get to be somebody who's like bartending now in the middle of COVID. You know, weeks ago, and that was really hard because they're just worried about doing it. Comics definitely yeah. don't care. Like, are you guys giving out for those free sandwiches? Yes, I will be there. <laughs> free sandwiches. And and it's my understanding that you guys have actually experienced uh, some some guests uh, have a little bit have a little bit of conflict or abrasion as a result of being on your show. <laughs> a couple of times, yeah, yeah. we had a couple. Yeah. We had a uh, we had a guy at the beginning who. 
uh, said some things about his place of business that he worked at, and he was very proud. He was very excited because he – at the end, he did a, a plug for it, but he forgot – Everything he said at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> he did say he was, he did like mid podcast. He's like, I want to tell you the story about when I was sexually assaulted. And then he said, Hey, come to this restaurant. It's a great place to go. Like, I don't think you heard what you just said, man. That was, <laughs> he was such a good sport about it though, because we had him on again and he was very careful to not mention where he worked. But he was so, we, we give him a hard time because it happened almost immediately after that podcast. And that was actually my first podcast as a host. That was my first episode as a mm. host. So, I ripped him up for a good six months because, I mean, I was new. I didn't have a lot to talk about. So, like, this is the thing that happened to me. But he was a he was a really good, uh, really good sport about it. But, yeah, he definitely lost his job. <laughs> well, he lost his job. He lost his job not because of the podcast. He did all that and then uh, decided to close early, and I think they found him sleeping on the couch in the back or something like that. Like, they, uh, just the last... He was put on thin ice because of yeah, our yeah, podcast, yeah. and then he pushed himself over. The yeah, okay. yeah. We got him real close to that edge. Yeah. Sounds out. sounds to me like a, like a subconscious sabotaging of of his own yeah, yeah, <laughs> career yeah, yeah. path. You well, know, he, he was very excited about the business. He's the thing is, we definitely were not popular enough that the manager would have found us on our own. He definitely said, "You should listen to this." And mid mid uh, mid podcast, I'm sure she never got past the point where he said, "And then I was sexually assaulted by this woman," and then never ever differentiated between where he worked and where he kept promoting. It wouldn't shut up about versus the place that, you know, he was sexually assaulted. I know that they were different places because I said, hey, man, did you get uh, sexually assaulted in your current business? Because that's going to be kind of weird. And he said, oh, no, never thought about maybe I should uh, delete that. <laughs> did we mention that he he gave the podcast to his boss? That's what, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. yeah. So, like, the <laughs> boss would have out. never have heard yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. episode. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then uh, recently we had a guest on. A, it was like a normal podcast that I thought was – Pretty innocuous, and then somebody didn't like it. Was like uh, on the culinary side. I'm always expecting all the drama to come from like the comedy yeah. side, sure. But it was like somebody didn't like the guest that we had on the culinary side, and they it was like chef versus chef, and like they they obviously had some beef that had nothing to do with us, <laughs> right. and like somebody was like, "Why are you giving him a platform?" And I was just like, "Did know, somebody like, say that to you?" No, that? no, but it was like the gist oh. of it was like. It was like, don't go on podcast and talk shit. And I was like, we're the podcast they're talking about. Yeah, it was and great. And then in the thread, other people are reposting this. And I was just like, look, like, I went to bed. I think I went to bed and I looked at our count. And we were like, our numbers were like a little high for the week. And then I went to sleep and I woke up and they were like three times what they yeah. normally are. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I was don't like, know. oh, this controversy is probably okay. <laughs> I don't know uh, if that person that posted that knew knew how the internet worked. Um, <laughs> it seemed like maybe he did. And it was great for us. But yeah, yeah. And the only time that they didn't really, they, they definitely didn't have the beef with us specifically. It didn't seem like it was just the guest that we had on. Uh, but uh, the, they did, some people did listen to the podcast. And the, the feedback we got was uh, Barf. Yeah. Uh, that was referred to as Barf. And then someone else uh, said, uh, referred to us as high school gigglers. Which is true. We'll absolute fact. Absolute yeah. fact. We'll take that all day. A lot of giggling <laughs> yeah, on our absolutely. podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely and also that a we lot were, of poop jokes. That we were full of machismo. And I was like, if you look at us in real life, you can tell there's no machismo. That was there. the best. That was the best. <laughs> I mean, especially because I think 
that does because I that that's the one thing of all this stuff that happened. That's where I was like, I don't understand how that happens. There's no way we have machismo. We just especially coming from where it was coming from. But <laughs> we're we're definitely. I know we do this thing about with our bit with our producer Zach, who is definitely the most interesting person that we refuse to mic up. But we <laughs> we even though his own life story is phenomenal. I mean, he's been to the Sybaris twice. Uh, <laughs> we always like make up his backstory because he can't talk. So at the time we were talking about him being like pro men or something because we're trying you know we're trying to move yeah. away from being racist zach uh so if somebody <laughs> listened to that i could see it but otherwise it's zach who's sitting there drinking a pink drink and me debating with someone who didn't ask to be debated about which is the better 90s batman <laughs> it's like stuff like that like that's the majority of the podcast not, not a lot of of excess testosterone no there, there really isn't it's most i, I remember I remember when uh, we were doing, we were very early in the podcast when Kobe Bryant died and I was blown away. But the machismo and the super athletic sporty guys that everybody else was, I said, can you believe this happened? And uh, Dyke said, oh, man. Anyway, so next episode, I think we should do, we just didn't. (laughs) We're just not those people. RIP. I I didn't realize that was a cultural, like, uh, time to genuflect. I was like, oh man, that's that's sad. Yeah. I bet the Buffalo Bills are gonna be really impacted by <laughs> this terrible loss. They're not gonna get as many home runs next no. year. No. <laughs> Hockey will never be the same. <laughs> Just gotta look where the puck is going, man. And, wow. Uh <laughs> There are, I don't even know I what mean, to say about there, that. Well, there's a lot of, as far as machismo goes, too, there's a, definitely a lot of early podcasts. You know, I was thinking about that last week. There was a lot of early podcasts where it seemed like you'd never spoken to a woman before. Because we had, <laughs> we did have an early episode where Dyke had said to me, directing to me, being new, and I'm like the co-host. He's like, you know, the thing about women is that we don't have to be afraid because we can kill them. And he like, <laughs> he like asked me to like buy it. I'm like, no, I do not know that, sir. I don't know that at all. He did not yes and that at all. <laughs> no, 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 it was, it was, it was, I guess that was my bad that I didn't say like, yes, I guess we can kill uh, women. I, I think that was taken slightly out of context. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, especially by the, the woman who was by herself with a bunch of men who had just broken her leg, I think. Like, she could not have run away. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, and what you meant to say was women should live, you know, men are more the aggressors and women are not. And, and women have had a history of having to be fearful of men where we haven't. But you said it. You didn't really articulate it that way. You just said, you know, it's you know how it's like because anytime you see a woman, you could probably kill her. Which honestly, I think the <laughs> I think the girl in that room could have kicked both of our asses. Honestly, even with the one leg. What also didn't help, like right when I started having guests over, I had an ex roommate move out, so everything in the house was his. So it just looked like I was squatting in the house. <laughs> and so yeah, you come over to a house and it's like, you want to eat some breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> and do a podcast and there's just like. <laughs> plastic wrap on a table in the back for some reason is like what's going on here and then we put the podcast stuff on i'm like you know i could easily kill all women yeah, that's exactly what happened second podcast hey eat these chips i just made by the way i look at women i know that i can kill them like stop saying things that's the whole point of the podcast stop saying things but yeah he did he did the the roommate move out so we were what dyke had lovingly referred to as a flop house podcast where it was literally just i mean you had you this is a lovely set you guys are this but it's imagine this with just this table, none of the cool stuff, and then that's the entire house. Like there was, there was no furniture, there was no other roommate, there was nothing on the wall, there was no curtains on the window. I did see that you took one of the moving blankets to put up a, to make a curtain. Yeah, we made like a whole theater in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, you have that giant TV that I've yet to see that TV on. We great. have 
Well, we, he does have. I watched Hereditary yesterday on it. On my TV? Yeah, it was amazing. Was it, <laughs> where'd you sit? Just, just in the room. So <laughs> one of the chairs. The couch, to watch a movie in that couch is an L shape. The, 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 we moved everything around. We blocked for, out every bit of sun. We were watching a movie at 2.30 in the afternoon. It looked like a movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, except for, you know, the quality of the picture. But did you, did you, where'd you put the couch in front of the entryway? Yeah, we turned it a little bit. Okay, because it's otherwise, it's just, uh, majority of the time the couch is like this way, sort of adjacent to the TV, the way you have it here, but the TV's closer, it's enormous, so it's like you're watching Hereditary, but just looking over there. Like, I didn't know how big, movie. I didn't have a TV for the last 10 years. Like, my ex-girlfriend had a TV, my ex-roommate had a TV. Um, for the past, like, year and a half, I watched everything on my cell phone. So then, like, I got a, a TV, and I was like, oh, this is great. And then my friend was like, hey, I have another TV. Do you want it? And I was like, I already have one TV. Like, why would I need two? <laughs> yeah. And he it's was like, like, back to the future. He was like, well, it's free. I'll bring it over. And I was like, cool. He's like, I, I was like, how big is it? He goes, 72 inches. And I was like, no. I had no concept of what that meant. <laughs> and then he and his son brought this like drive-in movie theater screen into my house. Yeah. And I was just like, what? This is the whole room. Like, I don't like, are we going to, what are we going to do? It really, here? it really is. And especially what's really interesting is it's not like a flat screen situation like this. It's not like a 70 inch flat screen. It's like a 70 inch before they knew what flat screen was. It's yeah. a Mitsubishi. So it's, yeah. It's, it's it, made it, by a car company. That's right. It's not those, it's not the kind that look like gigantic washing machines. Like you remember those when we were kids, oh, yeah. like, and the screens were right. just like flexible plastic. They yeah. look terrible. It definitely looks significantly better than that. But it's not like it's the day before they discover flat screens. Like these guys at Mitsubishi made this gigantic TV that's shaped like a Buick. And they're like, this is it. This is going to be the great TV. And then someone walked in and said, hey, we're making flat screens. And I was like, well, we're going to do this Buick. <laughs> this Buick television that I just made. Is it, and, a, is it a DLP? And like, I don't. Digital laser projection. Is it? Does it have a lamp in the back? Is it like super light for how big it is? It's, yes. Is yeah. It? I, I might have had that exact it's TV deep. back in the day. It's very deep. Like he yeah. can't, he definitely can never hang it. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because then what you have is a situation where, luckily that you have a roommate now. But yeah. otherwise, it would just be a situation where there's the a one TV. with the terrible Obama impression. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's him. It's nice to hear a listener. That's nice. Uh, we definitely gonna change that ad. But I just like it so much. It's just so funny. I like the part where Dyke gives him the last line, like just say this, and then there's a space for like a little bit, and then and and then that goes. Barack Obama wouldn't say that. It's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible impression. Anchor is the shit. It's uh, it's so good. He sounds more like Bill Cosby. I want to do a little bit. Yeah. I want to do all of our ad reads. I want to get like somebody drunk and then make them do our ad reads. Yeah, we think we could do Nikki Reed to get her drunk and do the ad reads at the very end. Well, yeah, Nikki Reed would be very excited about doing that. But yeah, Nikki Reed would be good on her ad reads. I don't know if she, she's always she's so nice though. I think she might do it. Who's who's Nikki Reed? Nikki Reed is on. Uh, sorry, we're name dropping here. So <laughs> she's on. Uh, uh, she's on the Smiley Morning Show. Oh, okay. So she's the other host. Again, I don't want to give the impression that I know people. I don't know anybody. But my uh, my girlfriend used to work for. You're married. That right. My wife. That's right. <laughs> look at, he's looking at my ring and he's like, "That's all right." Has a girlfriend Wh- and a wives wife. don't listen to shit like this. It's fine. He got, no. ma- he got married like a week ago. So oh, yeah, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. She, oh, thank you. It was COVID, so there's no reason to tell people about it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but she uh, she knows Nikki. Her and Nikki were roommates. She used to work for the Indie Star. She knows everybody um but nice. nikki is just like the nicest person ever and uh yeah she's doing the show at some point dyke told me not to mention that it's next week because we could it needs to be evergreen is what he called it but she's doing it yeah i said we could just be like she's on the show yeah she's on the be, show this will be she may have forever been the, right she may yeah. have been on the yeah. show already 
Yeah. Depending on when you're listening. To odds this. are odds are pretty high that by the time this <laughs> yeah. goes live, she will have already. Yeah, been on you're the listening show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this year. We're in the past right now. Right. So We're yeah, in the ancient past. That was the plan in the first. That was the, the plan actually was to get people to get drunk and then do a read and especially like at the end of an episode, get them full of food, full of alcohol, and then do a reading of Anchor. And then we uh. just like that so much. Even though the cuts <laughs> off of the end is actually the end just trails off. Yeah. It's not a good cut. I don't care. It's just so funny up until that point. It's totally worth it. So we just kept it. And honestly, every time I hear it, like I listen to the episodes when I'm driving home because we put them right out. We clearly do not know how to edit. Uh, (laughs) But I listen to it, and every time I hear that that, I'm like, oh, we got to cut it. I listen the whole two and a half minutes. It's a long ad, too. I guarantee you we're losing listeners. Like, I would love to listen to that episode, but I cannot listen to this terrible Barack Obama impression for another three minutes. It's one of those things where, like, like for me as as a listener – I hear it, and like there was definitely a point where I'm like, "Damn, guys, you need to change this yeah, because yeah. this is so bad." But then I I got it, and I'm like, "Oh no, they love this and find this hilarious." <laughs> and now I'm I'm totally on board That's, with. It. I'm so glad you feel that way. I would imagine most listeners don't, but I really appreciate you saying that. But yeah, that's definitely selfish because I was I was the same way. I was like, I gotta fast forward three minutes to get past this commercial. But then it, it grew on me, and it just I always I now I get to the point where I wait for him to say. Barack Obama wouldn't say that. And then once I hear that, I'm like, all right, skip ahead 30 seconds, and I could just, I know I'm there. I always forget at the end, you're like, eh, maybe we should just have the dog do it. <laughs> I know, but he kept Steve Deeps talking because that was wasted when he did that ad. He was so drunk. I don't know if he remembers doing it. Michelle! <laughs> you want a pudding pop? He was, yeah. And then he, he was, yeah. he's. He still stands by the fact that he just he did. Said, last tremendous time, Barack last, Obama. Last week when we recorded the episode, uh, our guest at the time was making fun of that Barack Obama person. Like, no, I've been working on it. It's great. It sounds the same. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, the brief moment of inspiration he tries to throw in there. We're, we're going to be better together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, irony of that, the irony of that is that was the same day where he told us that Kanye West was going to be the next president. It was the exact same day. He's like, so you're telling me you're not voting for Kanye West? Like, Listen, man, I'm just going to need you to do the ads and then not talk again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't sell me that Kanye stuff. and need to stop talking about that. So one of, one of, my, one of my favorite moments um, of your past episodes, oh. uh, just because I know him. Well, I know the both of them. Um, but for a brief moment, Elliot was your, – you're supposed to be a co-host, yes. right? Yes, And uh, there <laughs> – the fateful episode, I think, might have been Elliot's last. In fact, it was R.I.P. With, <laughs> with yeah, he's uh, still alive. <laughs> with a with a we just don't invite him back. A local a local journalist, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, who who she's a very uh, you're gonna get us killed. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I have nothing nothing but respect and admiration for her. We've always gotten along famously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she would like to have her her name dropped, especially in the context of of how badly she broke Elliot's ass down. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But man, oh man, uh, I I saw it coming. I saw it. I saw it coming before it happened. And I, I don't remember exactly what he said that like started the whole the whole snowball that seemed to mm-hmm. to keep building. <laughs> but the the sheer discomfort. <laughs> of that moment as he was digging himself deeper and deeper. Dyke, do you, do you remember what it was that he said? I remember 100%. Yeah. Uh, but there was also <laughs> – so off air, there was a bunch of stuff that happened. Oh. So they, they, they're they friends. They know okay. each other. I would tread very lightly. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> um, okay. they're, they're friends, and the whole thing was supposed to be I was recording 
two podcasts. Elliot was very clear that he only had time to do one. He had to do one and they had to get out of there. And I was like, okay. So Sarah was supposed to come on and be my co-host. I'm going to kill you. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sarah Murrell. Oh, was supposed oh, to wow. be my co-host. <laughs> no, it's fine. They can uh, edit. The, you know, the good thing is they can edit. They can, they can take no, no, things no, out. She, we can't. I, I'm just going to say the truth here. All right. I, I, don't All think, right. I don't think I'm All stepping right. out of bounds. Uh, she was supposed to come over and do the second podcast um, and stacked up. So, like, she came over towards the end of the first podcast and Elliot and I were pretty buzzed. We're we're pre- <laughs> we're pretty drunk. We're, lo- we're we're real loosey goosey. And before we even recorded, he had said some things off air that kind of rubbed her the wrong way, which a hundred percent were deserved to rub her the wrong way. Sure. So by the time we're recording, the audience doesn't know that like one that Elliot and I are both drunk, <laughs> and the two she's stone sober. And this is like one of those things where you walk into – it's one thing to get drunk with somebody. It's another thing to show up and someone's already drunk yeah. and you're sober. Yeah. And so like there's already the differential there. And then they already said some shit to rub you the wrong way. So it was a terrible way to start a podcast off. And then we're just being schmoes the whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's not having it, rightfully so. Sure. But like I, I realize this and I realize like I'm just taking a whole – I'm not communicating in the way that I want to communicate. I'm like, oh, this is very and, and like right by the end, I kind of pulled myself out of it. I was just like, <laughs> but the whole episode was not good for me either. Like I was, I right. didn't look great either. Right. And then, and then I kind of pulled myself out. No, you didn't. I switched the conversation. I started talking about something else and I kind of pulled myself out of the hole. And Elliot's just back there quiet. And it's like, he could have just coasted on it. But they're like in the last like sixty seconds, he decides to like chime in with make it better. Yeah, <laughs> and he's so drunk, and it's just like this mumbling like and and let me tack something else onto this. And it was like we were talking about race issues or something. It was just like he could have stuck the landing by just being quiet. <laughs> and in the last like sixty seconds, he said something. And like you can't tell. I mean, you can tell this is a podcast because I think it just gets quiet, and then he just literally gets up, takes his headphones off, and walks out of the studio. <laughs> and damn it! I wish it. you had video. It's, it's not, amazing. If you listen to it, not knowing, it doesn't sound that bad. But if you listen to it knowing, it was just like it was the most uncomfortable podcast I've ever been a part of. I got a, I got a couple things to say about that. One, it definitely does sound that bad because. Nick knows. That's what he said. He said, it sounded so uncomfortable. He just literally said, I was watching the British office and I wish I was anywhere else. That's what he was basically saying. And two, two, let me tell you this. What we learned from that episode is you can't have two Dyke Michaels. So the whole, the whole part about him saying, like, I could kill this woman, you can't, you need somebody to say, Hey, dude, maybe don't say that about killing women. But if they're both talking about like, yeah, I think we can't kill women. You're right. I believe we can't. You don't want to double down on that. What we learned that day is we need not only somebody to kind of offset that, but then we need additional, which is Zach, to offset that. Like, hey, guys, maybe don't say any of those things. We, we, we need a significant amount a series of checks. of checks and balances. That's absolutely right. And that's we, – we, we have a, all these people on, not because Dyke couldn't handle it himself, but just somebody needs to say like – I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> That's which is a lot of it. Like also now it's like it's a comedy podcast too. So if you tune in and you're expect like right now, like everything I've said in this whole thing is just jokes and being silly. So like if you tune in to like listen to us and you're like, oh, they're gonna have a real serious break. Now we'll we'll pause sometimes and we will seriously kind of address things like the whole like restaurant industry. We talked ad nauseum about kind of how that affected everyone yeah. that we know. 
But then it got real sad. And then it was like, man, this is a po- comedy podcast. We're like bumming everybody out, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, so it's just like, I feel like depending on how you, what lens you look through, like if you look through like, oh, these guys are trying to be funny versus like, oh, this is a serious podcast. Like if I turn it into a podcast and somebody was like, I could, I could murder women easily. I'd be like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good, that was a good episode though. I thought even though it's no, a, that and was, now the, it's, that was it's a recurring joke that will never, ever die. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I won't, I won't let it. That's why. <laughs> but I think that that's the thing is we had the, honestly, the COVID thing and the pen, you know, COVID and then obviously the race war. I think we're, we're in the same situation that a lot of people are which in. Chris now. was pro, which I thought was weird. <laughs> I shouldn't have been. I should have been. Listen, it's I told you, Zach's I told you here. I chose the wrong side. That's what I told you. I found out too late that I chose the wrong side. Um, but but yeah, but it's it's we're doing that. So we started it. We definitely let ourselves get dark and kind of like mess with it and be upset like more than anybody. But we we did all that, and then it's like, and then now I think we're at a place where like, all right, that happened, that happened. But you know what? We're still we're gonna do what we're gonna have to do because life, no matter what it looks like down the road, it has to go on. And I think that that's where we are now. Is like, yeah, it goes on. So we spend. We do we do spend some time, I think a couple episodes definitely getting probably a little too dark about, you know, COVID is, is the worst. And and we're a podcast that specifically focuses on the industry and comedy. Both were canceled. So we had to we couldn't just say like, hey, let's be funny. We were like, hey, we're not gonna be funny and we're super pissed. Um and then we just got pissed. And I think there was some funny stuff in there, but it was more of that. And but I think now we're definitely coming up with like you know what? The whole thing is ridiculous. And I think the best part about it is, is that the industry is still not where it is, but comedy lives because of tragedy. That's sure. when it's, that's why it's there. So I think that that's where people are starting to really come up. And like, this is why this whole thing is actually really ridiculous. And I think that's where we're rolling to. Well, and I mean, you can't, I feel like just given the medium, right. Where a, a show like yours and even like this, you know, we definitely, or at least, you know, if there's an opportunity to to make a joke and, and keep it keep right. it light and entertaining right. and, and engaging in a lot of ways, you know, we're obviously going to take advantage of that. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, your primary thing is is the entertainment. Whereas, I mean, I guess we try and, and take a pseudo educational approach to, to what we're doing just because, you know, we have a lot of different types of conversations yeah. and everything. But even at that, there are absolutely moments where, especially dealing with artists mm-hmm. or yeah. musicians or whomever – a lot of the reason why creators create has roots in what they're feeling about life in general. That's right? absolutely right. And and it, the same holds true for for us as kind of on air personalities, so to speak. As weird as that feels to actually say out loud, but you, can, if that's what you're feeling, that's probably just what's going to come out, whether you yeah. want it to or not. Yeah. I mean, you'd 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 have to be almost a an oddly vacant person to be able to avoid getting there sometimes. But that's also why people connect. I I agree. I don't think you want to make something that's just completely siloed from everybody else. I think you want to do something like, oh, this affects how I feel because that's when people, I mean, I definitely, again, I would not put us, at least me, I I would definitely not put me in the category of artist, but I think that's the creative side is really like the sandwich artist. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore, man. They stripped me of my title. But the the ebbs and flows of like how it works, you want the ups, the ups are so much better because of the downs. And if you're listening to the whole, I think if I'm going to do a body of work, the, the catalog of the down and then the up. Even, even though, you know, sometimes the ups are bumpy. I think that that's the better stuff. I think that that's what you want to do. Um, but also, <laughs> it's funny you talk about 
the guests you usually talk to, because I was talking to Dyke and all the guests that you usually talk to, it's, it seems like your episodes are a lot quieter. And I felt bad Brink coming on because I felt like we're just going to keep screaming at him. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of our episodes. You said you just, wanted our dynamic and I was like, are they like yeah. talking each other, over each other trying to get to a joke? Yeah, that's right. It's just me counting down until it's my turn to speak and then screaming at whatever he said. That's the dynamic. And we're just, I'm just trying really hard to like build a cadence like, okay, now it's my turn to talk. <laughs> just like keep it, keep it quiet. Oh, it's fine. I think it's great. Ryan's the one who's going to hate you later when he's got to edit through all this shit. So, No, it's cool. The compressor will take care of most of that. Nice. It'll just sound a little squished, but that's all right. Yeah, Ryan, cool how are you? It. You haven't said shit this whole time. Yeah, that's kind of my role, man. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of young Jamie over here where I'm running the production. Occasionally I'll chime in, but like that's – kind of the flow that we have so far with most of our episodes is i kind of hang back for like the first half of it you know oh. get everything set up and um i'm definitely not like uh uh don't have like the gift of gab so i'm not oh. just gonna like you know just go what but, do you what do you do outside of podcasting you know this I isn't mean, our show right oh, shit. Oh. the table's <laughs> just turned <laughs> cool I'm tell cool. us ryan tell us uh, I'm, i'll talk about me all day that's fine wow um i'm actually a musician um Clearly. Right, right now i'm an unemployed musician so um is this your house living the dream no studio prospect east um uh one of my good friends colby holmes he plays in a band called status foe and this is their practice room oh awesome. so Thanks. he set this place up recently and like got the walls all treated and stuff we were basically the first people to come in here and like do anything with the space and he opened it up to us and let us come in here and shoot the podcast. It's it's a lot better than shooting it in uh, Nick's Nick's garage. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm still not opposed to that. You know, like if times get tough, we might we we'll might revert back to the garage. We'll there. Lose all of our viewers on YouTube <laughs> when they when they see the the weird shit I keep in there. Oh, dude, we're gonna have to play it up. Like we're gonna have to put all the clowns in the background and get some really dingy lighting and maybe some fog machines or something you know i'm into that what yeah, was your it. what was your guys's worst episode or like weirdest well this is uh this is our 18th one so <laughs> you're I like it might be this one <laughs> <laughs> is, is this really 18 yep jesus 18. christ yeah. we're number gonna... ours we have no idea what number we're on i know every week i have to look it up and be like before you post you have to know do you still do you still count the ones with the guy that wasn't me no we like That's i nice. told you they all got chopped <laughs> off so the brunch giving one is Thanksgiving episode was yeah. number one now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the guess. guest? Who's the guest on Thanksgiving? It remember? was yeah, it was uh, it was Beth because she was the young lady with the foot cast. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she was the lady that you said you could kill. I didn't say I could kill her. <laughs> you said you said you understand why she's afraid because you can kill her. That's what you said to her, and then you I gave mean, her more turkey. I believe just it wasn't awkward at all for the listeners at home. I believe exactly what I said was <laughs> the men aren't scared of women because of the power dynamic. And I said that, uh, you know, I was just like, uh, guys aren't scared of a woman, like uh, physically attacking them, but like women have to live in the fear of us murdering them. And then he said, right, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) And then I winked at Chris. (laughs) And then I winked at her. And and pushed the platter of turkey towards her. I feel like you could probably, uh, with, you know, better comedy chops than what I've got, probably make some sort of Cosby joke related to turkey. (laughs) She said that uh, she said recently. She's like, yeah, I want to really. She she's a uh, she works at a comedy club. Yeah, and so she's like, she's she she got some jokes, and so like she's like, yeah, I want to come back on the podcast sometime. Oh. She was like, as long as you're not talking about killing women. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like, we, she was never on again. <laughs> what we do try to do to balance it out is we try to have a lot of smart and talented women guests, co-hosts, people 
to balance out because we realize we are it, it is literally a boys club right which uh, we don't want it's like a 40 year old honeycomb hideout <laughs> and so like yeah, yeah it's it's absolutely easy to get four uh 40 year old dudes in a room and to maybe talk on some wild shit so like let's balance that out with right. uh some strong women and like and Almost every time they end up being way funnier than way we funnier. are. Way funnier. Well, and that's, I mean, that's the benefit of Bridget, you know, even though she's only, Bridget Haran, Chef Bridget Haran is only oh, doing yeah, the she podcast. Kills it. She's amazing. Yeah. She's great. I mean, she came on and, I mean, we give her a hard time. We give her a really hard time. But she's, <laughs> I mean, we, but she can take it and she's awesome and she's very, very funny. And I, I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard the drunk dial at all, but no. she kills it on that. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's a fantastic guest. And I, it, She's doing us a favor because I think that she's adding a lot of credibility to the group that's kind of putting it out. But we're very happy to have her. She's awesome. Especially on the culinary side, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Like, she'll do a dish. And I'm like, Chef Bridget Horan did this day. Like, I don't know how to bake shit. Yeah. Like, I go, yeah. like I'm a, I, I went to culinary school. I do not call myself a chef. Like, she's a legit, she's the executive right. chef at BrewDog. Like, yeah. she's like a legit professional chef. I'm like an asshole who can cook. Like, there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, but she does definitely lead a, uh, lend a credibility to everything we do. She made that orange pie that one time with all the skins on it. <laughs> she's she's still mad at you for that. She's still. I you, didn't know you could eat the skins. <laughs> it was a weird pie because you kept having to peel the oranges, and then Andrew's like, "You can eat the skins." Like, I don't believe you, Andrew. Chad <laughs> Brooks hate you. Hates you. <laughs> well, like you mentioned, being an asshole who can cook. I guess now is probably a, a good time to get into a little bit of bio on the both of you just to oh. let people know a bit more about who you actually are and, and how you got to, you guys to podcasting cops, right? together. Uh, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't yet explicitly covered like the format of their podcast. Yeah. Like we've kind of danced around it a little bit. You want to yeah, we'll, cover what their what their shtick is? Sure. So Please do because I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear you. are like, what is it? My, Take it away, Nick. <laughs> my interpretation of your show um, is – uh, definitely a comedy focused podcast, um, focused, uh, it's not a test. <laughs> Whatever you say is going to be right. We don't know what focused. we're doing. Man, this one PBR has gone straight to my head. <laughs> I think you'll fold under questioning. <laughs> you're a, you're a, you're a comedy focused podcast, um, with the theme of, uh, food and beverage, mm-hmm. uh, kind yeah. of as like a, like a sub topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond beyond that, I wouldn't really know how to describe it. It's yeah. it's a bunch. It's like a hangout. Yeah. You know? Well, well, don't right. you don't you cook for your guests and you yeah. feed them and you booze them up a little bit? That's and, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah we make a brunch. Vitamin vitamin to like literally my home. Uh, cook them brunch. Um, we've had a f- we've had a few non drinking guests on, but it, I hate you, that. We, we always <laughs> we always have we always have. Uh, We've had a couple non-eating guests, though. <laughs> you know, you talk. You looked at me like, "Oh, we had people that didn't drink." I'll tell you what: the worst thing you can do on our podcast is like, "Hey, I had a sandwich before I came over here." <laughs> one so- time, I had one time I told Dyke that I had an egg, like a single egg, before I came over, and he was he didn't talk to me the entire podcast. <laughs> it was an awkward episode. <laughs> we we had a fan we had a fan come on to do an episode, and uh, it was like last minute ask. I was short uh, guest. And I thought this would be experience for them because I thought they really liked the show. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. And like maybe – like you've already said a lot of things. You obviously listen to the show. Right. I thought that would be fun for us to like engage with that. Um, this person showed up drunk. This is at 1230 in the, in the afternoon. This is right. like – they showed up drunk in the – like 
I get we get drunk every time. Like yeah. get drunk with <laughs> yeah. us, but don't show up drunk to the podcast. And then and then they were like, oh, we already ate. We literally just went out to <laughs> to breakfast. That's right. She listens to the podcast. And then that's the thing is like she already drank. I'm like, oh, whatever. So I, uh, coming from being a bartender, I love cutting people off. It's my favorite thing ever. But <laughs> I didn't say, hey, you can't have a drink. I just didn't make her one. And then Thad, um, Thaddeus McGee, I don't know if you guys, he's a fantastic comic, but he is uh, Dyke's roommate. He said to her, hey, how come you don't have a drink in your hand? And she said, I don't know. He didn't make me one. So then I, then he just yells because he is also drunk. Hey, why does she have a cocktail? I just put Kool-Aid in it. Like, I didn't give her alcohol. <laughs> only like, only guests ever get cut off. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's right. I, that's a bartending move. Like, I just, I just gave her a bunch right. of, like, I gave her all that Italian soda. But normally outside of that, as you guys were saying, yeah, the, come over. Um, usually, sometimes the sometimes it has a theme. I try to have some sort of loose theme. I try to make it fun. And then that helps with putting photos up on Instagram. So oh, it's yeah. weird because it's like we have Instagram followers that follow the food pictures that I know for a fact don't listen to the podcast. Yep. So it's we have like genius. I mean, that's the two best. different fan groups. Like we have like the podcast listeners, and then the people that are only there to like be like, "Oh, that's a nice chicken leg." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that's, here for the food porn. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but there is something disarming about like hanging out, breaking bread, having a drink or not having a drink. But then you sit down and it's just like. We have end up having a lot of conversations before we even start rolling where we're like, sometimes yeah. we're like, that would have been great. Sometimes we're like, no way I'd ever want to air that. Right. <laughs> I don't want anyone to know what we just said. Well, I think I wish there was a way we could air that food part, but there's a lot of stuff. Indiana is a small place and we know a lot of people. I don't. Dyke knows a lot of people, but those people know a lot of people. And then we start talking about those people. And obviously, like if the once the mics turn on, then you're not doing that. But that – the for us, the dinner part is the best. The brunch part is the best part because we're just having amazing food. And then we're just, you know, I'm usually able to kind of chat up the guests before we go on there. And that's that's a really good time. And then so by the time you start recording, then it's just like, you're. I mean, you're not like old friends, but like you're at least yeah. not just like, hey, sit down and record this, you know. And like, yeah. I feel like 90% of the time it's you get better interviews, better yeah. information out of people. We do lull them into a sense of security. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're like, let me tell you what else I do on the job. <laughs> I've been embezzling money for a while. I've never told anyone this. It's a lot. You shouldn't be telling us yeah. this. We're like, recording. And then they're like, can you edit that out? Like, we do not know how to edit. You know? That's why it sounds like that. We don't know what we're doing. I think I remember that episode. <laughs> and, okay, so, Dyke, you went to culinary school. I did. And I was have there. Been in the been in the industry pretty much continuously since my whole life. Bartending uh, and cooking, and on, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been in uh, front of the house, back of the house, off and on since I was for like the past twenty years. Former employee, even of my current employer. Yes, I worked at Hotel Tango. I was. Uh, you don't know that he wants to say his employer. This that's is his that's all right. They 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 sponsor some of the. Episodes, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Yeah, I yep. I just dove, dove right into that one. <laughs> Look at that! You're so you're so adamant. And we always had the preface of like, listen, this is a podcast because of the guy that we talked about. You have God to damn it, sure Doc! You trying to sabotage this show? <laughs> he won't stop till everyone's fired. Everyone let me tell you the things that Nick fired. has told me about that place. Oh my goodness! No, only good things. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I was a bartender there. Did a bunch of different things. Um, yeah, I've I've. I, I feel like I've done every job in the service industry, I think, from back of the house, front of the house, all the way around over the years. Yeah. 
And what are you what are you doing currently? Currently, I'm uh, trying to get out of the service industry <laughs> <laughs> desperately. I, I I I went to culinary school. I opened a food truck. I tried to parlay it into a restaurant a number of times before I realized that's probably not my calling in life. And I, I realized, like, I, I do, I do love food. I love food. I love cooking for food. I, but I don't think that uh, restaurant ownership and management is necessarily where my passion lies. I, I, I love like just kind of cooking for friends and family kind of thing. Sure. And that's part of the reason why Harder Brunch really kind of served that that uh, that need that that I wanted to do. But I've been really into stand up comedy. I've been wanting to just kind of devote my time and energy into that. I've been doing that for the past three years. Started Red Flag Comedy with uh, some of my friends. We put on uh, independent shows in the Indianapolis area. We've been doing that for the past three years. Uh, even this summer, we've been doing socially distanced outdoor shows at the Indie Hostel. So we've still been able to get like uh, open mics and shows going, people to be able to go out and watch comedy locally if they want to. However, you got to pay the bills, right? You still got to pay the bills. So, like I've told Chris, my goal is hopefully by next year I'd like to be able to pay my rent with the podcast. That's I'm kind of shooting for the moon with that. But uh, I do work. My uh, one of my good friends owns Gomez Barbecue downtown. He's been when I had a food truck. He also had a food truck, and he was my favorite food truck. Yeah, and uh, I really support that guy. I work with him during the week down at the uh, Circle City or at the City Market, and he's trying to open a place on 10th Street next to 18th Street Brewery. Uh, hopefully, in the next quarter here. So that's my kind of day job working working with him, and it's something I probably wouldn't be doing if I didn't like love that guy and like want to like help him out but it's just like it's fun and it it doesn't feel like i'm going into work you know like i feel like i'm just like hanging out with a friend and i'm supporting something that i actually believe in and then um on the weekends i work at your other job (laughs) and uh i i I don't think that i'm actually employed there any longer (laughs) it's it at least that's how it seems i don't know (laughs) well i I, like i I, that was the thing too is like last year i felt like yeah, it was like <laughs> sometimes you'd be like, uh, I worked once every two months, and then all of a sudden I was like on the schedule a lot. But uh, yeah, it's a wedding venue, and um, I hate it. I do not like working there. <laughs> but the, but the, the 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 I mean, and not not because like anything about the venue. The venue's great. The yeah. whatever. I just hate um, love and happiness and and watching people get. Like I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day. Yeah. Just watching people get the same wedding happen. Every it's the same drunk bridesmaid, the same sloppy best man. Like you're supposed to wear a mask when you come up to order, and after three drinks, people like forget how to wear a mask. <laughs> My favorite is people just hold the mask up in front of their face, and I'm like, I saw someone order like this. They're like talking through it, like, uh, "I'd like a Bacardi and Coke." I'm like, "That's not how you wear a mask, dude. <laughs> what are we doing?" Um, but yeah, and then the rest of my time, I've just uh, strictly devoted trying to do stand-up comedy. Obviously, then COVID happened, so all that energy that was going into stand-up went into podcasting. So, Heart of Brunch is is our baby; it's our main focus. But then, you know, now I have this dope podcasting studio in my house. So when we're on quarantine lockdown. I can't go to. <laughs> I can't do anything. Right. So I definitely can't do comedy. So I started another podcast called The Drunk Dial. 
which was me and uh, Bridger Horan calling comics up. And just kind of, at first it was kind of like checking in, like people were not doing good yeah. at the beginning. And we have a lot of episodes. So you should definitely listen to those episodes. Oh, we <laughs> never aired because they weren't funny at all. They were just like therapy <laughs> sessions. Be like, you had some really good stuff. I you haven't have a- spoken to anyone in seven days. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? You had the uh, the comedian that's been on, the drunk dial, and then he was actually on with you and Bridget when you were on... Um, when you were on uh, the Harder Brunch, I forgot the name of our podcast. Uh, the uh, the guy that opened for help me out. You're killing it. Do you need to look under your phone for a while? No, I don't. I need you to fill in the blanks. I don't remember anybody's name. Brenter Hume. Yeah, no, not Brenter no. Hume. He was on when I was on the the comedian that opened for Nikki. Oh, uh, like uh, uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee is hilarious. Yeah. Never met him. Yeah, been, been on multiple uh, episodes under our umbrella. Never met him, but he's hilarious. I think he was he was on the drunk dial. He was fantastic. What was great about that is since we're just making phone calls, it's not Zoom or anything. Right, we're just making phone calls. Um, I mean, L.A. is still shut down. New York is still pretty much shut down. So a lot of these comics aren't doing literally anything. So be like, hey, can I do a fifteen minute phone call? You can be in your underwear. Yeah, no video component. You just shoot the shit. We're just gonna, and they're like, yeah. So we were getting guests we didn't deserve at all. And I also called in some favors to show some people that like uh, Ryan Neem Miller. He he was kind of like my local comedian Jedi master that I would just call and ask questions to. And then he went on America's Got Talent. And right before COVID, he was like just on the, you know, bullet train to superstardom. <laughs> so like I didn't talk to him forever because I just felt like everyone was like, you know, you get a little yeah. bit of fame. Everyone's trying to like pick at you and get, hey, do this, do this. So I waited till this summer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, do you want to do like a 15 minute phone call? <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, I'll do that. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Man, well, who, so you've gotten some pretty high profile guests in the in the scheme of things on, on Drunk Dial or at least or at least uh, higher profile than you might have expected. Yeah. Like who would be the most recognizable name that, that you've gotten? I mean, I de- I, de- I definitely think Ryan. It's for like the general, like yeah. people that watch America's Got Talent. I don't. I would never have watched that. Burn Ryan. I, I mean, I would never. This is it's not a thing that I would watch if my friend wasn't on it. You know. Yeah. Um. But like, he's like a person now that's like spotted out in public. You know, by Joe Q, Susie Public or whoever. <laughs> um. That's a weird name. It's a gender fluid name. He's, he's, been, a, he's been a lot of time. Joe, a, just a generic name. Joe, Joe Pusey. <laughs> still working on it. Um, it's like the sound check all over again. It's like you told a story no one needed to know. Like you could have ended it with Ted. What did we do? When I did. I did a fake name called Ted um, or Jill. Or you know what's good? Uh, like Shelly. Shelly's a man and a woman's name. Chris. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny? With I couldn't think of one. <laughs> My own name. Um. Megan Gailey and like, these are people who's like they're not like household names, not sure. like, and then Dave Chappelle called into the right, hotline, right, right, and I was right. like, "Buddy, we got stuff to do. I can't talk yeah, to you all day." Yeah. Um, but Megan Gailey is a Hoosier native out in L.A., but like she's like doing. She was like on the David Ch- uh, David Spade talk show. Um, she, I think she sold the show to ABC. Like she's wow. like on TV doing doing that. Like literally every time I turn on TV whether it be Netflix or whatever, it's like there was a show where they were like, it was like a cooking show with weed or something. I never, oh, I never yeah, watched yeah. it, but Thad was watching it the other day. And then he was like, Oh, he's like, man, Gailey's on the show. <laughs> I was like, what? 
So it's it's weird because I'm not we're not famous at all, but no. it's 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 weird to even be on the cusp of knowing someone who's I, I feel like I know people that know people that are famous, you know. So it's like that's even weird. Yeah, just oh, yeah. to be like, oh, I have friends that are like on TV or friends a strong word. I have people that will talk to me. <laughs> Yeah. For 15 minutes that think, we've been on TV. I think our foot in the door is that someday one of these people, we, we caught them on the, on the, before the upswing and they're going to be like on a Jimmy Fallon situation and they'll be like, you know, one time I was on the show where this guy said he could kill me and he, <laughs> gave, and he gave me a sandwich. We're like, that's us. <laughs> We're going to blow up. That's going to be it. That's, that's all we can get. <laughs> I mean, I mean, sometimes it's, it's the weirdest stuff. Whatever. That, uh... no, no bad press, right? Do you think the Netflix documentary about us is going to be called Murder Brunch? <laughs> <laughs> hardest <gonna> brunch <laughs> I've been watching uh, I've been going down a, I really like uh, crazy documentaries and there's two documentary there's a documentary uh, show called uh, Class Action Park it's on <laughs> HBO right now and it's, right. Fake. it's about this uh, wi- uh, wild uh, water park in the late 70s early 80s in New Jersey oh, that had yeah. like multiple deaths and multiple injuries oh, wow, that awesome. and it was just like they would just pay employees to like test rides out and they would be like losing teeth and like getting concussions and stuff like that. Wow. And what is that? There called? Was some, it's called Class Action Park. That sounds great. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And then there's a show called The Vow, which is about the Nexium cult. I love cults. I don't yeah. know if you guys are into this. But All like about um it. that this was the cult that had like um Allison Mack from Smallville and yep. uh, like a bunch of like famous like some of the some of the actresses from uh, Battlestar Galactica and Star Wars yeah. were in it, and they were uh, branding them by their vaginas with this guy's name. Yeah, and then like it was like a sex cult. Yeah, that's a really yeah, specific kink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the time I I'm not I'm so glad I get to bring this up because I would have forgotten it. But uh, one of my favorite uh, COVID situation that we had on the podcast is that. Uh, right when Tiger King came out, and I know it's almost cliche at this point, but Tiger King had just come out, and it was me and uh, I think our guest was Zane Zadie was the mm. guest, and we were talking about. I walked in, and Tiger King had just come out. Everybody, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yeah, I would hope that Parts at some point. Okay, that's fine. I, I was some at some point just like, listen, I'm I'm done. I don't want to see it. And once you once you pass <laughs> that point of return, like fuck, it, I'm not going to go back. But that was the show that came out. And Zane and I were watching it. Everybody's talking about it. But as soon as I walked in, Dyke's intro was, hey, man, there's this show that's on Netflix. It's going to be big. It's the greatest thing that's on there. It's it's called Platforms. <laughs> and that's what everybody's going to be talking about. Like, dude, no one's talking about that show. And then and then so Zane came in and Zane was a guest. And he's like, hey, do you guys see Tiger King? I'm like, fuck yeah, I saw Tiger King. And then we're talking about it. And, you know, this is before, you know, this is the weekend. And we're all, like, shut in. So it had yet to blow up. And then, sure enough, on the podcast, we were kind of at that point sort of testing out a what did you watch segment. And Dyke's intro to that was like, did you guys see that show platforms? And then we completely cut him off like, no, man, everybody's <laughs> watching Tiger King. What the fuck are you talking about platforms? Then you watch it. It's, it's pretty good. It's a, it's a pretty I, good I backed the wrong horse on that one. <laughs> for the time, it's like, for the cultural I, touchstone. I feel like you were really supporting it, too. Like, listen, Tiger King, everybody's going to forget about it when they see this, I think, Korean movie that was dubbed about food, which honestly, it really fit in. What Dyke was doing is it, it was a movie about food, and we're on a food podcast. He was right. And I was like, no, Tiger King, that's the thing. It was great. I mean, Tiger King's not not about food, 
Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the tigers, tigers eat, eating people, people, yeah, people eating those tigers, eating tigers. So that they had, that gave them all that uh, old, Walmart meat. Those old <laughs> Walmart meat. They made sandwiches, pizzas out of the old pepperonis from Walmart. That sounds like most, a harder the, brunch episode title. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the most offensive part to me when they were like using the expired meat for the gift, sh- the gift shop pizza. And I was like, what the, look, I don't care. If this guy is doing meth and killing tigers, but right. you're selling selling rancid meat to people, it all came out of a trash, like an, a garbage truck, a garbage Literal truck delivered, trash. delivered, delivered, and the people. I feel like I remember it's been a while since I've seen it, but I feel like the people in the gift shop are like watching the dumpster drop it off. Like, can I get a slice of that pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No man, that's the pepperoni. They're making another weird mystery meat from that dumpster from Walmart. It's I, I wish I didn't find so much enjoyment and like the excitement of the employees who got first crack at the, at the Walmart truck. Uh, <laughs> that's right. And that's the thing. Like, I was going to say, you never eaten over a trash can before <laughs> at work. No, uh, it's a- I've definitely never eaten off of someone's plate that came <laughs> back to dish, you know? But no one's, that's the thing is like, now it's just so cliched and it was just every, and now it's just everywhere. It's just such a thing that just was just so big in the social conversations. Everybody saw it. But yeah, Dyke was really just all about that platforms. He's like, no, this is it, man. People are gonna this is gonna change people's life. You're gonna hear a lot about platforms. No, not, dude. There was definitely like uh, Did you watch that? You hadn't even seen it. Like, no, I, know I watched it. There was like a definitely like a month, at least a month there where I did feel like because we were in such a weird place with what was everything that was going on in the world. But like everything felt very important, you know. So it was just like when we were podcasting, it was just like this may be the last movie recommendation that anybody gets. Let's <laughs> go watch the platform. That's exactly how we sold it. And now it's and then at the time to him, to Dyke, obviously it didn't sound as crazy, but to to me and to Zane, it definitely sounded as crazy as it sounds to the two of you right now. It's, it's <laughs> like this could be the last movie ever. No, it's not, man. They're still gonna make movies. <laughs> No platform. That's the last one. That's the last movie people will see. Like, I don't think the movie about the food is the last movie they're gonna make. They'll probably make a movie about COVID. They'll probably do that. There's already COVID movies being made. No, I know. Jesus yeah, Christ. Love in the time of Corona. Do you yeah. see that? Yeah. Oh, How'd yeah, they do yeah. that? Wow. How do they do that? They're all outside. I don't know. I saw I saw a horror movie that I'm not gonna remember the name of it, but Amy made me watch about COVID. It was pretty good. I don't know the name of it, so I shouldn't have brought it up. Did you? Did you? Uh, another another Asian food show that that i'm shocked wasn't bigger because of how fucking bizarre it was but did you did either you see Kantaro the uh the sweet tooth salaryman no no okay so strange it's it's almost like it's almost like something that say like the travel channel would have made where it's where it's obviously intended to highlight these actual um dessert shops all throughout japan mm-hmm. um that uh that have like a signature dish that they make um but it's but it's like fictionalized and uh scripted and it's so it's it's about this guy Kantaro who is a he's a salesman um a traveling salesman and he has to go and work these territories but he works as hard as he possibly can so that he can he can finish his his sales trips early and visit these little dessert shops, but it's a big secret. And he is oddly ashamed of it, so he won't tell anyone about it. But there are these moments where um, when he finally gets to the sweet shop and he gets the dish and he just, like, describes it in such great and, like, agonizing detail, like the region where the 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 sweet beans are harvested and why yeah. they're so special in this one particular area. 
and how the textures all interrelate. And then he takes his very first bite and it's like he comes. <laughs> um, like it, it, it's, it's very deliberately Wait, is orgasmic. This, is, this, is this like a real documentary? It's not a documentary. No, it's, it's, a it's, it's a, it's a, it's a series. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, so it's, it's a docu-series or is this like, it's, it's, it's fictionalized, okay. but okay. it's, Still, but it's though, highlighting actual great. establishments. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it's, it's like a very clever kind of like travel channel show where yeah. it's like, Oh, I'm Guy Fieri and I'm going to all these places because they've got great stuff. But really it's just like, it's like a, like a sales engine, like mm-hmm. intended to be like marketing driven. But, but, there's a there's an odd like BDSM sort of right. dynamic between him and one of his coworkers. There's like all the hyper sexualized reactions to all of the the sweets that he tries, and it's just so fucking bizarre across the board that, that I that I immediately cool. fell in love with it. Is yeah, it on so what is that on Netflix? Yeah. Oh man. Cantaro. De- it's K A N T A R O. Okay. Highly recommended. I feel like all this right. is not the time of the podcast. We're like, let me take the view recommendation. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's better better than Tiger King for my money. Well, and that's the thing is like in hindsight, there was just there was better stuff than Tiger King, but it was just that was it was just that that show came at the perfect time. It's like we're all stuck in our uh, house, like we're all like we don't know what's gonna happen. I think stipend money or um money had just come out, people had just gotten their yeah. um yeah. So our Trump checks. They're Trump checks. Daddy so, Trump bucks. That was that was the good. That's what it's referred to as like the up the upswing of COVID. It's like, listen, we just got that free money. We we got this Tiger King to watch. Like everything was great. I think I think our our Zane Zadie, our guest, had said this is the most money he's ever made in his entire life. <laughs> like it was it was a, it was the upswing of the whole thing. It wasn't the worst thing that's ever happened yeah. to me. I'll, I'll I'll say that. Yeah. I think I think the weird thing is now is like everyone's talking about the new normal. And like we're like in it now. Like this is the new normal. Like I'm yeah. like, like I'm busy. Like the when I was trying to, I was trying to book somebody for one of my podcasts, and everyone's busy. And it was like it's a global pandemic, and I can't get anyone on the phone for a 15 minute phone call. But I was like, oh, this is literally yeah. the new normal. It's yeah. just like, yeah, wear a mask. Oh, well, don't try to kill anybody. I don't know, but we're all, we all got shit to do, and we're all like, I'm fucking busy now like like there's not a free lick of time you asked me to come do this and i was like "Ah, (laughs) i don't know maybe doing anything what were you doing well normally i would be podcasting right and then i was like well i gotta do the drunk dial and then run over here yeah. But then Bridget severed her finger, and right. so that freed up right, some right, time. Right, right, right. She, you guys are she injured again? All the time. I mean, she'll be fine by the time you guys hear this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's She might have a couple of robot digits by then. It doesn't care. She's like, ah, oh, whatever. Medic. She's half cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to to get Bridget on here just, just because I, I have a lot of respect for her. I met when, yeah. when Brewdog, uh, I think right before they opened – um, she came to tango and, uh, actually came and hung Gross. out in, in my kitchen for a while. <laughs> and, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He does that to me all the time. I immediately <laughs> got the willies. Um, but no, she, uh, she, she came and hung out in the kitchen for a bit and we had a really great conversation. I let her try some of the stuff that, uh, that I had been, uh, kind of working on and, uh, had a, a, a pretty, I don't know, pretty amicable first meeting and I would I would love to to get the chance yeah. to speak to her again but I think in this context especially because we do want to uh highlight f- certain certain mediums of expression that don't necessarily always kind of 
hit the average person as being an artistic sort yeah. of endeavor. Yeah. And yeah. and food, cocktailing, definitely things that I personally consider to be highly artistic, especially sure. when done at the highest levels. And right. She's a talented person. So. Hands down. Yeah. She's I mean, and that's the thing too that I think pisses us off is that she's really good at podcasting, but she's like a professional chef. Yeah. And she's like, like specifically so baking and pastry. Yeah. Like she could just have that lane. Yeah. But then she's good at podcasting too. Yeah. But like, uh, it like made we, me really angry. We forget that around. sometimes. And she'll bring over like, cause like, I'm like, yeah, I know you can cook. Yeah. I know you're a chef. I know you're, but then she'll bring over like a cake of some sort. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and like, like she made a cake for my birthday and I was like, and she just gave it to me. And I was like, how much would you have charged me for that cake if I was just some guy? She was, I don't know, like three hundred dollars. Yeah. Shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kidding me? Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she, on Instagram, I don't know if you guys follow her. She's just yeah. making insane stuff, and we're just over there like making fun of her because she's wearing a bathing suit that day. Like it's just hard to connect. <laughs> but she's just so talented. But yeah, we, she's, yeah, again, she's, she is unfor. It, it does make me angry because she came on and she's just very, very fast, super funny, oh, and yeah. uh, she can also make mermaid cakes like like nothing. It's maddening and she's super young too right like isn't she yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say super she's no. 12 she's 12 yeah <laughs> all those tattoos dyke did that we're not supposed to have her over i mean she's she probably should be getting married soon you know those eggs aren't gonna last forever that's what i'd say jesus christ yeah, man once, and once that's, you hit 14 and that is it's all downhill from there that's why you can't double down on dykes right there because you cannot i mean do you think i was gonna come i was gonna come on this podcast and say nice things you about said, bridget for said, an hour and a half your eggs are and old, not say one said. shitty thing god damn it yeah but that sort of says things about just all women her age, which is twenty four, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what pisses me off. That's she's very young. Yeah, she, when, how, how old is she? How, do you know how old she? She's not thirty. Mm, yeah, cut her in half and see how many rings she has. That's what <laughs> <laughs> not even how true. Well, work. it would be easy for you to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's easy for you to kill a woman. God damn it, you keep bringing it up. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. How old she, I think she's not thirty. Well, let's not talk about how old she is. I don't know. Well, you, you. <laughs> I respect women, Chris. I respect them. <laughs> All right, just a couple of things you said was you, one of the things you said was you were going to cut her in half. Instead, her eggs were old. I respect women. You don't even respect their eggs, you old son of a bitch. This is why we need women on the show because otherwise, just a bunch of four-year-old women, four-year-old men talking about how old eggs are, and we think that they're rings on dead women. What the fuck is wrong with it's you? It's like the podcasting equivalent of getting caught drunk driving and having to make a PSA <laughs> every time. Well, I mean, look, I'm real sorry about the things I said. <laughs> That was, you should never drive drunk. I mean, going all the way back to when you talked about that podcast with Elliot, and then I just love when Dyke's like, because Dyke described that, and I know we're pulling way back from early in this podcast, but Dyke described it him himself as like, "Hey, I really turned it around." No, you did not, sir. No, you did not. <laughs> his, his version of turning around is very much like, "Yeah, well, your eggs are going to be gone soon." Like that's going deeper down the hole. Well, to his credit, though, I think that that the the the. The foibles um, made by Elliot were to- way overshadowed so anything that, that Dyke, Dyke did. Was like, he was saying the things he was saying. I'm like, well, those are better than what's going on here. That's what is that what you want? You want a benchmark that's so low that you seem like you're a fan of women <laughs> because that's what you did. It's not an invalid <laughs> approach. I, here's the thing. I, I and I don't want to like I don't want to like uh, break the fourth wall too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I def I definitely like the fact that podcasting has almost kind of a wrestling feel to it. <laughs> sure. And so when everyone's getting along a little bit too well, I'm like, oh, we need a heal. We need a heal in here. And yeah. so like a, like a, originally, 
uh, Bridget came on, and like, obviously Bridget's the shit. She's amazing. Yeah, she's great. But then it was just like, I don't like how everyone's just like pro Bridget. <laughs> yeah, that is terrible. Somebody, like, somebody needs someone. And- she needs a heel. So I yeah. would, I would say the shitty stuff, and then she'd be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then, but then the best thing is we have another podcast where we're co-hosts, and like I had to be like. She would come and be like, "Hey, why'd you?" And I was like, "Oh no, we're friends on this podcast. I was like, we're 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 heel and, and, and babyface on the other podcast." Yeah. And she's like, "Ah!" Oh. But then I realized the true magic is pitting Chris King and Bridget against each other because Chris King is the best heel for her. So like, I stopped up until today. I think I stopped. I, I backed away from being the heel, and I just let Chris and Bridget battle it out. Yeah, because that is spicy. <laughs> that, that's where that's what you want to see. But all of our stuff at this point has been off air because I uh, they had actually the red flag had Miss Indiana. I don't know if she's done anything recently, but Miss Indiana was doing some of the open mics when you guys were at the hostel. So uh, there was an incident at the red flag. I don't know if you want to shortly talk about that because I don't want to say anything that you wouldn't want me to say no um miss indiana 2020 which i know a lot of people out there going there was a miss indiana 2020 i definitely saw it with your confused faces like no is that like her name is it like her heel name or she no they apparently did that this year i don't know when when they did it yeah very nice young woman reached out said she wanted to come do the uh red flag open mic we said absolutely come on sign up she came she signed up uh she did her time she had some you know, she was like uh, a lot of first-time comics who went up there, tried some jokes, you know, right. like give the old cause try, did a pretty good job. And then there was, you know, it's an open mic too, so it's like it's a lot of people at different levels of comedy. Mm-hmm. And there was a gentleman who decided to go up and like she had made a joke about being tall or something. And obviously it's like at an open mic, it's very dude heavy. Sure. It's very schlubby dude heavy. (laughs) And then literally Miss Indiana walks in. (laughs) There were some turned heads to say the least. Um, I would say for the most part, uh, 99.9% of everybody was very cool and very respectful. But this guy goes up and decides to go like, uh, he's like, oh, hey, like I'm not scared of tall women. He's like, in fact, I'll follow you out to your car. You're giving me a boner. Right. And right. like, just right. we were outside. If if we were inside, the 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 air would have been sucked out of the room. You know, <sighs> nobody liked what he said. Everyone felt no. immediately uncomfortable. And it literal was, crickets. Yo, oh, right, literal right, crickets. Right. Literal comics in the crowd being like, "What?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, like record skip. Like anything that could possibly yeah. happen. It was just like. Hold, did you just did you just make a joke about assaulting Miss the Indiana? Time. Like what? Yeah, and so uh, he obviously had a talking to afterwards, and it was just like I, I'm like I don't know where to be. Like I make asshole jokes about Bridget, but like again, me and Bridget are friends. Like, well, but the point like, I was going to go to is on the Miss Indiana thing is that then we had the podcast where you told that story, and then I said something. I just kept saying you cannot rape Miss Indiana. <laughs> And I was very, obviously very against, I mean, raping anybody, but specifically, I mean, anybody. I also uh, did say that Miss Indiana, it wouldn't be fair if she was funny in the same way that we say that Bridget, it's not fair if she's good on a podcast. I don't think it's fair if Miss Indiana is funny. And I don't, I don't know if she is or not. I hope she wasn't because how dare she? 
How does she come in and she gets Miss Indiana when we don't even know there's a contest? There's a pretty good chance she just said, I'm, I'm that. And then she was so tall, no one took it away from her. And then on top of that, she's going to be humorous. It made me angry. And then, so Bridget and I have, have had a back and forth that unfortunately we have not yet recorded where she keeps telling me that I'm not allowed to say rape Miss Indiana. I said, listen, that is out of context. It's definitely, I am very anti Again, I'm very anti-rape. I've said it. I'm glad. I'm for glad, a while. I've said it for a while. But, I mean, not just of, of, of Miss uh, any state uh, or <laughs> U.S. But, but just, you know, women in general you or know, men, you, anybody. You know, just you didn't don't. have to say any of this. You didn't have to feel like you brought this upon no, yourself. I know. But this is uh, what I was doing was an example of you digging yourself out of a hole. And this is what it's like when you're just digging yourself deeper. But anyway. But, but yeah, <laughs> yeah so, good, good illustration <laughs> of that, Chris. <laughs> that was totally not me actually doing it to myself. But that's – and that is the back and forth where she keeps saying it. But now uh, because she's – again, because we're in the real – we're getting to the real world now and she's – busy it's her just coming in screaming at me about how i can't you know say rape miss indiana and i was like i'm not I, i'm anti-rape and she's like ah, i just made this orange cake i gotta go and then it's just that's the extent of it and i'm like can you eat the skins on this orange pie and then <laughs> she doesn't answer she, uh, she's already out the door she's usually wearing a bathing suit which is bizarre <laughs> that is an odd choice <laughs> i think it's also worth mentioning uh for the record the Forging Flame podcast does not officially share any of the viewpoints <laughs> yes. of the hosts of the Harder yeah. Brunch. I would, I, would, I would like to say the Harder Brunch does not yeah, share yeah. any of the viewpoints of not, Chris King. No, 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 that's not fair. We would like to very associate ourselves from Chris King. I don't like it. He is no longer on the podcast. I don't want it. I don't want. I don't want people to be afraid of their car. I'm not going to kill women. No. Uh, for the for the absolute record, uh, that that gentleman was talked to. Right. We said, hey, man. I literally walked out. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I was like, <laughs> "Right, what the like, 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 like." I'm not trying to like squash anyone's comedy goals, but I was like, "Dude, you just said we're gonna follow a woman out to her car. Like, yeah. that's not, not fucking cool." He did apologize to her. The best thing is, she came back the yeah. next week and shit all over him on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then she told some jokes. No, she, 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 uh, no, she, uh, no, she came, she came back and like, you could tell like, there's that thing of like, you could tell like, she just sat on it for a week. Like that motherfucker and just came back and was like, this little dick motherfucker. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I definitely don't want to leave that story without saying that Miss Indiana is the shit. She got her comeuppance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, no, it's great. I saw her. She posted it on her Instagram. I think the second time, it's, I mean, all jokes aside, it's freaking, it's great that she did that. That's freaking great. It's awesome. And I definitely don't want to rip anybody. Again, I just want to say <laughs> it. I'm not pro even following Dakar. It's definitely not pro <laughs> I'm I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> I'll feel much safer walking out to my own vehicle after this. The problem with podcasts is sometimes people just hear words and they don't hear context. So, like... <laughs> We definitely just had uh, someone listen to the first five minutes of a podcast where we have a reoccurring joke where we make fun of our producer and we just called him an incel. Yeah. And just by that, they were like, oh, these guys are misogynistic. Uh, Do you remember that time we started this podcast? You know, we started about that. We talked about that at the very beginning of this podcast. I'm, I'm playing cleanup duty, dude. You just said rape 27 <laughs> times, man. I'm just trying to. I'm just like, I just want to make eggs and jokes and not be associated with those I terrible things that. you've said. <laughs> Where do we even go from here, guys? So anyway, Jesus if you'd like Christ. to make a donation to the Women's Foundation, yeah. please. Harder Brunch is going to start off with a $100 donation, I think, after yeah, I this think podcast. That's, that's, that's like the least you can do. Yeah. The very least. Yeah. The battered women's shelter. We should definitely, <laughs> definitely do that. 
Um, literally talk about anything else right now that would be great. <laughs> dreams, you know, your pet's names. We were you doing know, biographies. We were doing biographies. Yeah, we and, doing, and we, yeah. we actually didn't get to you, Chris. Oh. So, uh. so, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that was his biography, unfortunately. <laughs> Other than the rape. Um, or lack thereof, let's be clear. Um, you don't have a background in comedy. No. N- nor podcasting. <laughs> no. But you, you you did spend some time in the industry, no longer, as I understand it, right? Yeah. Uh, ironically, I work in HR. <laughs> <laughs> not, not for a, long. Not a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, Dyke and I knew each other because we both worked at a restaurant on Mass Ave. Uh, I, it's, it's funny because uh, the reason that Dyke and I, I think, sort of became friends is that I was definitely, at McDimmons, I was the asshole that worked there. And I was not a trainer at all. I wasn't somebody that trained people, but I was a dick. And... <laughs> When Dyke started, he was trained, and I think at the time we had three days of training, and the owner of that restaurant said, listen, this guy, very nice guy, we can't, we don't want to, like, get rid of him, but maybe you train him and, uh, <laughs> you know, talk to him, you know, do what you do, which was to be, like, just brutally honest and that, and, uh, and so... I did, and and he he did what he for did for a bonus day of training. Is a what bonus saying. day, yeah. He, we had three days of training. I am not. I wasn't a trainer at the time. I was just a dude that worked there. And so I trained Dyke, and he's like, "Is this what I'm supposed to do?" I'm like, "I don't know. I've never trained before." And I told him at the end, I said, "Listen, dude, you're the worst server I've ever seen in my entire life." <laughs> <laughs> and he was, and he was. But I didn't just like say that. I said, but also I was a terrible server. I was in. Prior to moving to Indianapolis, I was a bartender in Chicago, uh, and I was – I had never – I had waited tables for like a hot second. I would mostly been bartending, um, and that's not a brag. I think that bartending at some – in some levels is easier than serving. So I said, listen, I came in, and I wasn't great either, but what you have to do is just work super hard all the time. Just like every time that you know anybody's looking at you, just be doing stuff. And that's what you did. Also, uh, he did really funny stuff <laughs> when he was waiting tables. It was – uh, when Dyke was Dyke and I were waiting tables, uh, it was, I mean, there was the time we have a, it was a Scottish restaurant and we have, uh, neeps, which are essentially mashed potatoes, but they're made of rutabagas. And we had a, a, a patron that said, Hey, can I get these neeps to go? And they said, I want a biodegradable container. And we were, we're a Scottish restaurant at the time before I, everything was styrofoam. So Dyke didn't know what to do. And I think he put it in a napkin, but, uh, <laughs> whole handful of and i think he did use it as a handful of uh mashed neeps in a napkin and we're gonna give that to someone until another server stopped him and said you can't uh give a person a bag of a bag of neeps sir you just give them a bag of mashed rutabagas and so they got stopped but there was there was stuff like that but then you know what's really funny i love telling the story is that when we worked there dyke was relatively new and there was a mutual friend of ours that worked there too, and she said, Dyke is. I know Dyke, I know him from camp because you know a lot of people from camp. Oh, surprising. god, I was waiting when this really was surprising. You haven't brought it up yet. Uh, but she said, Dyke is hilarious, and I said, No, he is not, <laughs> he, is, he is not funny at all. And uh, he we went to the ranch, which is one of the things we do. So, the restaurant we work at, they do like this kind of holiday getaway where it's just all of us and they just load us up on on all the booze in the world and it's all free and then we just get three days of like being super drunk and dyke was the funniest person i've ever met in my entire life and i just sat by him the entire time and that's where it kind of started he also uh like for instance as an example of him being funny he i think that was when you dressed as homer simpson was that that was the <laughs> yeah. first one yeah. yeah and he dressed as homer simpson no it was the, bill cosby actually this was pre-scandal bill cosby <laughs> yeah i didn't know the difference actually but uh, the, <laughs> but he was homer simpson but the homer simpson was good because the yellow paint kept dripping off your face 
because you were so sweaty. <laughs> he looked like a melting Homer Simpson. And I thought, like, oh, man, that's super cool that you're sweating through it. And I, I thought that was the joke. It wasn't. It was not the joke. <laughs> a big issue at the old nuclear power plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Chris refused to believe that I was black when I first started working. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to tell him that. Well, I, I did. They were like, uh, yeah, there's a new black guy. And he was like, who? <laughs> like, Dyke. And they go, he's not black. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Wow. This is not working out for me at all. <laughs> it's it's all right. I'll take some of the heat off you, Chris. Uh, I I actually made the the absolute blunder of – of asking Dyke a, a question once that really just highlighted my my own like assholeish ignorance. I, I do you do you know what I'm talking about? No. I I asked you once what was more acceptable or proper, black versus African American, and I I felt like such a giant asshole after the fact because I think your response was something along the lines of like. If you have to ask. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The answer should have been, I'm Samoan, asshole. Why would you even ask me? That's <laughs> Filipino dick. Um, no, like I, I think I was just trying to be funny. Honestly, I think in that conversation, and everyone will probably have a different opinion, but um, I honestly, like all jokes aside, I do not personally like African-American. Oh. Um because there is no white version of that. Like, you don't go like, well, I'm uh, Irish American. I'm, you know, like you might, right. like you say Caucasian, but like nobody in this room would refer to themselves as European American, you know? So it like seems like an extra step to go like, well, why do I have to be? And also why would African be before my American status? Right. Um, right. So like to me, it. To me, African-American is a word that white people say when they're trying to be on their best behavior. Right. Where it's just like, if you say black confidently, you're good. Right. But like, it's it's also like when people used to ask me, like, I, when I worked at Hotel Tango, people would be like, is it right if I, like, <laughs> I had a lot of people do two things. I had a lot of white, I had a lot of white people they say brother a lot, you know, I never wow. had a problem with it. But wow. I had someone ask me one time and they're like, hey, is it, is it cool for like me as a white guy to say brother like to a black guy? And I'm like, absolutely. It's 100% fine. But you can never waver when you say it. Like, it, like you have yeah. to say it with the confidence of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and then, but like the second you fucking waver a minute, then it just like seems a little racist. Right. Like, hey, thanks, brother. You know, like, what? <laughs> but uh, a lot of times, African American sounds like you're trying to sidestep the N word. You know, sure. it's just like yeah. he was an African American. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But I think you're always safe to be like, yeah, he's a black guy. Like, like I think it's fine unless you say it weird. Sure. Like, if you say it like you're not sure, you know, African American's fine if that's what you feel comfortable with. But like, like for me, I'm just always like, why? why I gotta be the African American. <laughs> I never seen Wakanda. This is bullshit. <laughs> And I'm ha I'm mixed. I'm half, so I'm more like what kind of anyway. Listen, you know? I, three I white no guys idea. sitting here. You don't have to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother used to whisper black shoes. And she didn't say any of it with God. <laughs> she would say black shoes. I think that was 
she was racist. That actually got a lot more silence than I was hoping for. I was hoping to jump onto your say with confidence, but then everybody's silent. Like, wow, well, I keep going to that rape rabbit hole. I wish I'd stop talking. You keep is going that a back place? to well, really, yeah. this is the, the thing is, it's like, the name of the bar he wants to open. I'm like, this is a terrible <laughs> idea, man. No one's saying when drink she was there. like, hey, are you wearing the black shoes? Like, there was no reason for her to whisper that. I shouldn't have doubled down. <laughs> we're not an edgelord podcast, no. I assure you. Normally. We're just making no, we're, we're egg not, puns. No, it's it's really not an edgy podcast. I clearly don't know. We're in a different setting, and I don't know what to do. No, I'm sorry. We're it's also fun. like you. I feel like we're you brought up the here. worst of. So like we're like, yeah. yeah what other terrible things have we done? I went to bed till I was in sixth grade. You want to hear about that? That's truth. Well, what what I what I legitimately do want to know, like to take it back to our standard format. Mm-hmm. You both come gross. <laughs> Uh, and a, a really shocking quantity. No, um, <laughs> no, you both you both have some roots in food and bev, mm-hmm. and like I said, I personally view those as as being heavily artistic realms to to operate within. And Dyke, I know that you've you've been involved in some form or another another with with comedy for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like? The other stuff, the the food, the food into things for you. Do you feel like that has in any way influenced your your ability to create as a stand-up and also as a podcast personality? Like, do you see any parallels or linkages to those other semi-creative pursuits um, in what you're doing now? Sorry, I'm so gassy. All these grenades. <laughs> you um, know, when you point it the other way, you don't have to bring it up. I don't know. I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you were breathing really heavy after that first thing. And maybe like, <sighs> this is what I do about my art. This is harder brunch. But, but yeah, to also yeah, imagine yeah. we just ate an entire pig. You know, right. like that's how they're like. It's different harder uh, brunch. Our yeah. pants are still buttoned. Like we're not just like leaning back. Um, So like I, I feel like I've realized this later in life where later in life, later, later, later in life. This is why our podcast is an hour. That's what this is. Uh, because I shoot myself in the foot and then Dyke says lice. That's, that's why. No, I think, I think later in life I've come to the realization that um, I, I am an artist. I, I, I do have these artistic endeavors. But I don't do a lot of things that like like I I can't draw I can't paint I I don't play instruments so there's a lot of like classic like um, artist things I can't do but then I've done all these other things my whole life where like like I was in a hip hop group and like I I was like a rapper but I was also the guy that wanted to do like all the theatrics and stuff like right. that um, comedy I think is very artistic and like writing jokes and like performance art and doing all that stuff. Um, cooking is very artistic for me and like, you know, I mean, obviously like you can go, you know, crazy with like plating and stuff, but I, I, I think sometimes in just like, even like recipe design and like curating things, you know, from certain regions and whatever, or just like putting something together that like, Hey, I think you would enjoy this meal. Um, and I'm going to cook X, Y, and Z because I think you would personally like it. So, yeah, I definitely think um, all of those things influence me and kind of affect one another. I don't know if there's a direct correlation between, like, me cooking an egg and telling a joke. But, like, that's what I've realized is my, like, and, and like, I, I'm also a person that's, like, I get real, like, I get messed up if I don't have those outlets. Sure. So, like, 
my adult life, I've done sketch comedy. I did, uh, I did like a, a comedy hip hop. Um, I always kind of had like some sort of outlet to do these things. And then I got into the culinary world, like even deeper with culinary school, but I've always had some, some sort of outlet for me. And now I, I would even throw like podcasting in there. It seems weird, but it's just like, you know, for as wacky as everything we've said on here is tonight, like we, it's like, it's, it's, it's all, we're just trying to be entertaining. We're just trying sure. to, you know, right. and I think there's an art to it. And sometimes you hit the mark. And sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah. But how you, how you roll with it when you miss is, yeah. is really what it's all about. But, yeah. and, and I, I do personally, I do see a parallel between the comedy and the cooking and potentially even the podcasting and that from where I stand, right. When you are cooking for people, um, in a way, despite how pissed off it might make you when you're missing a holiday with your family mm-hmm. or working every goddamn weekend of your life, yeah, you're sacrificing a lot of yourself to feed people. And that in and of itself is a very selfless act. And it's, and it's a very loving and giving act. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with comedy, you, my interpretation of that is you don't necessarily get into comedy unless you know, A, you're probably kind of a fucked up person, right? But if you're a fucked up person, odds are really good that you seek to, in most of the rest of your life, help other people not feel bad because yeah, of what you right. yourself have experienced. Right. So I, I see I see a lot of parallels in, in trying to make people feel better about life between A, feeding them and B, making them laugh. Well, and, that, and that's, I, yeah, I mean, and I guess that's where everything comes together with Tartar Brunch is that like, you know, I, I cook the food. I, I typically I take all week to kind of like plan out mm-hmm. some sort of theme that I think is going to be fun for the guests for some reason, or I think it's going to be topical, or what what have you. And then you know, for everything from going and buying the ingredients to like cooking the food to um, figuring out how you're going to repurpose poutine again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, Chris. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> someone else said it. Never make it again. <laughs> Um, but, but then also it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like harder brunch could easily be a cooking podcast and a straight interview. Sure. You know, we could have people come on service industry folks and we could just be like, and tell us about your other job. <laughs> Where'd you work before? Oh, oh, that's, oh, oh, right. Oh, that's really interesting. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. We've done and episodes then, like that though. Yeah, but we don't we don't enjoy it. <laughs> we don't. But but like but like mixing the like everything, mixing the cooking element, mixing the podcast interview element, and then and then trying to make it funny, you know, like to me that 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 is mixing the three art art forms that I really enjoy. And again, I I think it's a it's a delicate dance. And also, it's just like it's not just me. It's it's me. It's Chris. It's Zach. It's our guest. It's yeah. uh, it's our regulars. It's our. Yeah. Um, cause everyone that's a part of the podcast too, is just like, Chris was a guest who was like, Hey, I want to come back. I really enjoy this. I like what you're doing. Our producer, Zach, same thing. Right. It was like, this is fun. Like it, it really has become like the honeycomb hideout uh, of people that are just like, Hey, we have plenty of people that come through and like, that was great. And then we'll never see him again. And then we have people like, you guys are doing something special here. Like, I'm not, you know, not sure what it is. I think there's a lot of people, though. I'm always surprised that people are like, hey, whenever you want me back, I will definitely come back. And then I have to say, shut up. That's what I said. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people do just have a I, – I, there's so much. I mean, we just it, – it, 
You know, I think when you talk about defining what we do, it is very hard to define what we do because the definitive what we do is just have a really good time. Like we're sitting around, we're making food, we're making drinks, and we're doing, you know, I don't work in the service industry anymore. I think HR is customer service, but it's that is where my heart always is. And it's it's, exa- it's exactly what you said about like you're making things for people and helping people have that good time. And that just doesn't go away. And I, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it is just us having a good time with whoever it is. I mean, I am lucky enough that Dyke said I could keep coming back. Um, but really, my my entire thing is literally showing up, making some whatever cocktail, and then eating the best food ever, and then hanging out with people that I've never met, which is just like, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, you know, especially for somebody who hates people. But that's, uh, <laughs> but no, but it, they're always, it's always, they're, they're great, and they're always such a good time. They're always happy to be there. And it's just, it, that's really what the podcast is, is just about, let's continue that good time and it's it's always fun and we're always so very goddamn full so much <laughs> i'm i'm envious and and to be perfectly honest anytime i ever um uh interact with anyone who's who's kind of close to center most notably max boots and zach Rohn, i'm like what the fuck guys why because max max he i saw him uh like last week or the week before he's like oh why haven't you been on the show and i'm like i don't know i'm wondering the same guy wow that's thing. all this was is a trap like <laughs> that's right welcome <laughs> welcome to travel like get me on the goddamn show <laughs> i want a goddamn sandwich really it's all about the food yeah i, I, I see that instagram and i'm like feed me dyke feed me no so cocktails though are, I mean, cocktailing is kind of the world that I live and breathe in for the yeah, most part yeah, right yeah. now, yeah. running back a house for Tango. Yeah. Um, I work on kind of more of a, a foundational level rather than uh, exclusively the end product being a finished cocktail. While I definitely create some cocktail recipes, my focus is primarily on crafting ingredients that can bring a lot of nuance to the bottled product, which yeah. is ultimately the end result is like trying to get people to buy bottles of booze. Yeah. What – what is I guess okay, so we'll start here. What's your favorite cocktail to make? Oh man, uh that's a fantastic question. Honestly, I uh anything you know what's funny is anything with beets. Honestly, anything okay. with beets. Uh I'm a big fan and I used to I mean I think you can do a lot of stuff when you infuse stuff with like standard beets and then throw beets in there. But honestly, pickled beets, like a really okay. good pickled beets, sure. if you use that as a mixer versus an infusion, you can do so much. It's just an easy, it's an easy cheat to make something that tastes complex that isn't. It's just like, oh, wow, this is really earthy. Why? Because I put beets in it. And people <laughs> just aren't expecting it. And then you just throw it off. You just offset it. I mean, you don't even have to do like a Campari, but you can. Sure. And then you offset it with just a little bit of sweetness and then like a gin in there. And it just makes you – I like it because it makes you look more professional than than I am. I'm sure you're, <laughs> but, but it definitely it just always elevates it. So I try to just – I, I do like a count, I'm like, all right, well, we can't put beets in every cocktail. So right. I'll put beets in this one, then I'll go like weeks ahead. But yeah, I would say something with, uh, I would do like an Aperol, like gin, beets, and then uh, something with like a honey simple. And honestly, anything around those lines would be good. And then- Sounds uh, like a hit. Yeah. And then and then I, I always like to drop any anything along the lines of like the, the, the leaves you can pick up at like a Meyer, like a basil or something like that, just trying to mix that in and sure. just kind of give it that kind of Christmas to it. But- yeah, it's it beats or anything with beats just always always work out. Um, but I'm a one trick pony. I mean, honestly, <laughs> outside of that, I I I think I'm on the same thing of like 
you know, grapefruit's really good. I think Campari Aperol is also, they're also cheats. I mean, you can do a lot of those with like, you know, a half ounce or one ounce. Uh, you can do a lot. It makes things look kind of more complicated than they are. Um, but yeah. Full disclosure, he's on uh, retainer from Shroot Farms, so. <laughs> That's right. It's, this is the offset. This is the offshoot is like, just go out there and put those bees in those cocktails. <laughs> I feel like it's like that that Portlandia where they're like, the celery guy, why can't you do it? And like, I'm the guy moving the beets. I'm killing it. <laughs> the beets are killing it. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's really good. Have you made anything with beets? I, I have actually. So we, um, last winter I was playing around with beets and I was doing a lot of experimentation. Like if I'm, if I'm trying to work with a specific ingredient or a specific flavor and I'm starting from scratch, I tend to try and try and acquire every possible version of that thing. Okay. Um, so when I was playing with beets at the end of last year, um, I was of course getting, getting traditional red beets, got some golden beets, uh, but then I got some candy striped beets. Have you played with candy striped beets no. bef- before? Sounds so amazing. first of all, they're beautiful. Yeah. You cut a candy striped beet open and it's almost like fucking tie dyed. It's like white and pink and gorgeous on the inside. So it does make a great garnish. Yeah. Um, but I juiced a bunch of them and made a simple off of that. Uh, nice. And the the flavor differences between like a straight up red beet. There wasn't much difference between a golden beet and a red beet in terms of like a simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, but uh you get a fair amount of the earthiness that you would get with a with a standard okay. beet, but then there's this background flavor that kind of lilts along and it tastes a lot like cotton candy. Okay. Um, so yeah, different varieties of of beets are, yeah. are fun to play with. So yeah, I'm 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 into beets across the board. Though. What are you doing on on the simple? What are you using as the sugar? I don't want to turn this into a cocktail podcast, but I. I could honestly talk about beets for hours. But what are you, when you're making this simple, because I know a lot of people have done that too, what are you using as the sugar? What are your 50-50? Generally speaking, I just use straight up white sugar. Okay. Um, but it depends. I mean, if there's if there's uh, some sort of, you know, if there's an interesting background flavor that I'm trying to bring out and something with a little more caramelization might, might play better, uh, then I'll switch to like a Demerara. Or um, okay. even I'm working right now uh, – I don't want to give away too many secrets, <laughs> um, but I'm I'm working on for uh, the upcoming fall and winter just because we've had to compress seasons at this point. It doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense to invest a ton of uh, extra capital into like developing a new menu every season when we're like stuck at a limited capacity. And yeah. Who the fuck knows how sales are going to go? But um, I uh, I'm working on a rich simple um, to uh, make a, kind of like a Latin themed old fashioned. Um, and I just threw, I, I used to own a, a, a small snack food business, uh, Dyke's aware of it, but I, uh, I made, uh, pork cracklins, chicharrones. Okay. Um, nice. they were called Hinton's pig chips and they were truly one of a kind, yeah. but, uh, um, I had developed, uh, a seasoning blend for a candy glazed pork cracklin. Okay. Um, and so I based it off of that, but essentially it's, um, a, a brown sugar based rich simple with a boatload of cumin and of course some a little bit of spicy oh chili that and sounds amazing. yeah the way that the the cumin and the brown sugar flavors like interplay is it's yeah. sexual it's so fucking that good. sounds amazing i feel like what you're doing is you're making experiments and then they're all turning out really well i do experiments like trying to make a shrub out of a beet 
Uh, you can't do that. Yeah, beet beet shrub sounds like it'll turn it an ugly a, color real quick. You can well, I thought like you can't. There's no sugars in like a standard beet, right? So you there's nothing to pull out when you sure. put the sugar on there. But I thought well, like a, maybe a pickled beet, there'd be some sugars in there. There there isn't. The, the short answer is there is not. And I just made a mess that Amy was super pissed off because beets are super purple and it that that doesn't come out. Sure, uh, I guess because it's still there. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty intense stain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a really intense stain. It's a circle. We'll never I'll never live down. Um, but, but no, that that sounds amazing. But yeah, I, I that's that's I, I also um, I mean, shrubs are, though, are a big deal. I was yeah. doing shrubs and everything. I was trying every fruit that we get um, to make shrubs out of that. They're they're easy esque, I guess. But I think you really have to know what you're doing for them to be easy because there's yeah. a that is science. I mean, there's definitely a mix there on where everything has to be and how long you put the sugar in there and all that. That's a, a I think I underestimated how complex beets were because I was just putting sugar in a Tupperware bowl with you know it with like some blueberries and then leaving it for a couple of days and then just macerate them, just giving it Dyke and saying this is a drink and it probably <laughs> wasn't. He doesn't know. He knows his eggs, but he doesn't know what a cocktail is. No, he he will tell you every time. Son of a gun. That he's a professional bartender. He won't stop telling us that. He brings it up all the time. It makes one hell of a Jack and Coke. <laughs> Yeah, they're usually topped off with uh, <laughs> hams, usually. Hmm. So him and Jake will be on there, and they'll start running their mouths. Jake Johnson? Yeah, and then they'll be like, oh, blah, blah, bartender. And I'm like, I, yeah, that's, that's, I, 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 that's I, the bartender lingo. That's how you know it's a professional bartender. I literally am a bartender right now. <laughs> like, that's how I make a living yeah. as a bartender. Uh, so one of the fun things is, like, I always cook, and then Chris King is always uh, making the cocktails, but uh, like for the next one that we're doing, he's gonna cook all the food yeah, in his yeah, own right. house. Yeah, and I'm gonna make the cocktails. I'm really excited. As soon as you know the menu, let me know. Cause I I'm know ready. the menu. I told you the menu. I already told you last week. Okay, that's locked in. Yeah, it's locked in. I got all it. Right. Man, I'm, I haven't bought the stuff yet. I'm gonna do it the Dyke, Dyke, Dyke Michael's way. I'm gonna buy it the Friday before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What's on the menu? So we uh, listen. I also live right down the street. So if you happen to like wander in, that's totally cool. Okay. Um, but I am. So the theme that I decided. I feel like it's really narcissistic, but I, I'm not a chef at all. So I just had to pick something. Uh, but I worked at a lot of different restaurants in my time. So I worked at. Um, I worked at Bennigan's. I worked at Wolfgang Pucks. I worked at Marcello or this Italian place in Chicago. I worked at McNiven's. So I decided to pick like a signature item item from all those places, and that's what it is. So Bennigan's was the Monte Cristo, which I don't know if you guys ever went to Bennigan's. Uh, they don't exist anymore, I don't think. But at least place, once in my life, yeah, that place is disgusting. But the <laughs> the the Monte Cristo is a deep fried um, club sandwich, and I think you can typically do it with uh, French toast. They did not. Mm. So they it's it sounds actually pretty high end where it's a deep fried um, club sandwich. But then they like put like a raspberry sauce on there and, and like some powdered sugar. So a single one of those like, oh, that's nice. What what happened at McNiven's is people would order that and then order like a bucket of honey mustard. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm going to do <laughs> so with that. And then Wolfgang Pox, the biggest thing was the uh, smoked salmon pizza which is a cold dish. So it's uh, regular pizza crust, uh, dill cream sauce, and then a smoked salmon on top of it. It is one of the most amazing things I've ever had. I mean, I could eat smoked salmon by the handful, which is how Dyke serves the food typically. But um, <laughs> so there's that. And then I think I'm still working on some of the other things. I would love for McDimmons. I would love to do Scotch eggs, but Dyke makes those 
you know, almost as much as he makes poutine. So <laughs> I have to think yeah. something else. I might just buy like a can of uh, haggis from, from Stu and see what happens. Just make some neeps, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you take a yeah, as long as we're serving things by the handful. <laughs> Put them in a napkin. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you listened to that episode where he literally did serve. What was that? Like a cabbage salad that you did there? It's like cabbage and radishes that you served shave up. Shave celery. Yeah. It, yeah, that's the thing. Is like he looks at me like, no, it was actually this really high th- high end thing. You know, you put it in a dish with your gloved mitts. Like there was no spoon involved. He took it and plopped on the on the plate and thought that the guest and I wouldn't have noticed. He thought like I'm just gonna go in and out. There's no way that they'll notice a man that looks like me dropping in and out with a handful so, of so for the guests we always like take out like a nice photo for Instagram and then we usually serve a night the best presentation for the guest of the week. Yeah. You know, but then for for thought. all these other derelicts, <laughs> yeah, like they can eat out of a trough for all I care. So I just yeah. came and I just threw the rest of it, it like the salad, literally. But like it, like I, nobody was really digging into the salad, so I was like, oh, I got some more on this. There's a limited number of plates. It's a house. It's yeah. not a real restaurant. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and so I just threw half of a salad with right. a gloved hand on top of the other salad. Right. And, and All those things are true. But the other thing he doesn't tell you is that salad, the initial salad had come out, I don't know, 40 minutes before. As far as I know, he was walking around in, his, with his, in it with his fist and he forgot about it. He's just like, <laughs> oh, God, I've had this salad in my hand for 20 minutes. I can't throw it away. I'll give it to them because the top was warm. How long is this podcast going on? My bladder's about to explode. <laughs> if if you if you need to to take to take a break, we're we're actually about a, an hour and forty five in, but oh. so we can we can wrap it up if if y'all need to go or you're free to dip oh, out. We can and, just we can just pause and he could pee. I mean, yeah. you can the, the no, you can just talk. I'll just go. Yeah. Oh, that, why keep, did you do a rolling, podcast? Just rolling. leave and then not tell us that you were gonna. We could talk about something else. <laughs> He's on That's camera. What I'm used to. There's, like, there's no escape. You opened oh. up the handful of uh, salad thing and like oh. now it's my turn to talk. Uh-oh. Yeah, so the, the the bathrooms at the far end of the room on the right. Um, if you run into anybody in there, they uh, they live here. So uh, <laughs> be nice. <laughs> yep. Feel free to introduce yourself. Oh, do you have space? Is we got room? Oh, uh oh. This is it, we're gonna need to throw up the uh, the please stand by icon again. <laughs> nah, this is, this is it's just on video too, right? Like this. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. yeah no, like, I know. I'm like, You're ruining everything. <laughs> that's okay. That's uh, that's just the magic of podcasting. I like it's real. Have, you guys have the nice uh, Sunday school chairs. It's real. You know, got right. these. Yeah. They're comfortable. We stole these from the teachers' lounge. Yeah, that's that's obvious. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, they're really durable. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and quite comfortable. Yeah, no, they're no. I'm no. All jokes aside, they are really comfortable. Yeah, and at least two of them stack. Uh, at the far end of the room, right in the kitchen, on the right. Yeah, gone for forty five minutes and just going to. <laughs> I think that camera might have moved. Oh, I'm sorry. No, well, you're good. Let actually, me, uh... I, I know that he definitely did. I don't want. Okay. I don't know. I'll check it's, it. it's it's quite all right. It's no big deal. We'll we'll make do. We'll keep it going. We'll let's keep these oh. hits a rolling. Oh yeah. So if if you if you had to define it, and I realize. Dyke show, you kind of came into it after it had already been rolling. Yeah. But do you have, do you personally have a why for podcasting in general? I like, is it just something that you, that you started doing to pass the time because there wasn't quite as much to do yeah, as yeah. there used to be? Well, when we started, it was definitely pre COVID. Sure. But I think my why is definitely because I, 
I work for a large pharmaceutical company that is not Lilly. I know that's bizarre in Indiana, but uh, I work in HR and it's great. Love my job. It's awesome. Sure. But to have like uh, for a long time, probably too long, I was still working at the restaurant that Dyke and I met at. I would definitely go back there on like Saturdays and Sundays. And what I realized is that I am too old to be working like on a Saturday to like three o'clock in the morning. So sure. the snapshot that I get of that experience is the podcast. So it's it's all the stuff. It's serving. It's hanging out with my my friends. Nobody's making friends in an office, by the way. Right. <laughs> not, mm-hmm. Like there's not people that are hanging out with like, hey, what are you doing later? Do you want to play golf? No, I don't, Diane. Stop <laughs> asking me. Like I just it's it's the one thing that I've always had, the one thing the problem I've had working in an office, and I do love my job, is that uh and you guys I mean, you know, like when you come to the service industry, I think that we're maybe just different people. Sure. Um, than people that have kind of gone and, you know, worked there for like a little bit or didn't work there at all. They went from high school, college, job, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that conversations are different. So, yeah, the wow for me is like I get to do that. I get to hang out with people. We still get the the service part of it. And then we kind of just get a talk. I mean, it's the best of that world. Um, and I get to do it just on a Sunday. So I think that's the so, a very long answer to a really, really easy question. But I mean, it sounds to me like it's it's bringing you like a bit of catharsis. It's almost like a like a bit of ventilation for you to to yeah. blow off some of the the office steam, as it were. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that I blow off the steam because there's definitely definitely never a time like let me talk about this bitch because this is right. the thing in HR. It's the same thing with serving. There's, there's, it's still a customer service situation, but it really, it's more, it's more, it's not a nostalgic situation. It's not like, oh, I can remember when I used to do this. It's, it's basically like, you know, at some point there's an endpoint, but this is that kind of icing on the cake that I can't believe that. Yeah, let me work around you, sir. Let me just, yeah, just, just if you just hug me for like ten minutes, you'll get right through. Yeah, oh, it's totally. Oh, no. It's okay. That's a cheap camera. Camera didn't and get. I think the angle still is. If, if that's the one to take a tumble, that's that's the one. Yeah. Just not this one because my black belt coach owns that one. He will right, well, whoop he, that ass. What's funny is you introduce like seven stories just in that very short comment. Oh yeah, black belt coaches. But um, but yeah, it's not it's not a nostalgia. It's not. It's it's definitely this icing to the cake. Like somehow I get an extension of that. And and honestly, that's what it's always been. Is that. I was 30 when I moved to Indianapolis, and I was prior to that I was riding a bike. I was a bike messenger and, and, a, and a bartender, and then I came here and went to school, and I got to be a bartender and then meet obviously a bunch of really great people. And now, you know, I don't serve anymore. I don't do that, but still, sort of, still in some adjacent way, wrapped up in the service industry. It's just like I don't know when I when I have to give it up, but I'm lucky enough that I don't have to do it now, and I'm I'm not in a rush to say like oh, I'm going to walk away and be and be an adult who just works in an office, plays golf with Diane. <laughs> we talked about Diane a bunch when you were gone. Well, that's all you got. How's she doing? <laughs> <laughs> I heard a little ditty about her one time. Hold up. Okay. Let me let me let me fix that. Yeah. Wait. It looks it looks like it turned. Whose house is this? This is uh, Mr. Colby Holmes' house. Is there a dog in there? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, there is now. I, mean. I was I was very nervous <laughs> as I went to the bathroom. I was like, oh, there's not like a wolf <laughs> walking the perimeter. No, no wolves so far as have been discovered. Why would there None be a I've wolf? Noticed. You think? Why would I that be? Look, a I have a phobia. You have a phobia of wolves and stingrays. Okay, did you know what the 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 likelihood of a wolf being in there is just as bad as likely as a stingray. 
Well, why stingrays? What 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 about stingrays bothering? When you? I was a little kid, uh, I saw this National Geographic magazine about giant stingrays, and they were like the like the size of like a Volkswagen. <laughs> and every time I would like take swimming lessons, and I would go to the deep end, the water was like darker in the deep end. It was a little murkier, and I just was like, what up there? Somehow, I know it's unlikely, Yeah, a giant stingray got in here somehow, and he's just like lurking at the deep end. <laughs> waiting. Just look at the video on this so you can see him do his impression of a lurking stingray. <laughs> wait, waiting for me. I think if a stingray did what you just did, I would be like, ah, we're cool, Mr. Stingray. Well, and then like my whole life, like I thought, and then I was like, that's so stupid. You're so stupid. Like stingrays never hurt anybody. Yeah. And then the crocodile hunter got killed by a stingray. And you were going to do it. And you were like, <laughs> that was the thing that like, cemented everything. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was actively seeking stingrays. You haven't actively sought dogs or stingrays. Well, I don't. Wolves or stingrays. I don't go into the ocean. I don't fuck with the ocean. Right, I'll no, go knee deep. I won't go any further into the ocean. No, because like the Buick size stingrays. Think about it. Like people like <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about it. Then like scuba dive or whatever. You're in the you're sitting on the bottom of the ocean. So okay, like let's say you're fr- like I'm scared of dogs. So like, like you own a dog. Well, he's fine. Not him. <laughs> he's one of the good ones, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of his mongrel race. Uh, so Jesus like, <laughs> yeah. but no, they'll uh, you know like imagine like a dog coming at you on the ground, and you're like, okay, there's like 360 that like a dog could attack you from. Yeah. Now put yourself in the ocean, the bottom of the sea. I've done that. They can come at you from literally any angle. Yeah. You know, and it's not just stingrays, duh. It's sharks, it's barracudas, it's piranhas, it's uh, squids, it's electric eels, it's well, box jellyfish. Yeah. Like everything is a prehistoric monster in the ocean that's trying to kill you. Wow. You're, there's, first of all, there's no way you're going that deep. <laughs> I, I, I will to Dyke's credit. So I lived, I lived in as a as a youngster. I lived in Florida for like five years yeah. and uh, spent a good amount of time on the beach. Went to a beach that I didn't normally go to with my family and like a church group or something. Yeah, and I was maybe let's see, we'll say I was probably like twelve or thirteen years old at the time, and I was like tits deep in the water. And uh, had had goggles and a snorkel and was like walking around and occasionally swimming around. And I was kind of like walking with my face in and just like looking, you know, at like the occasional fish that would swim by. And the water was shockingly clear at the time. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. Um, It was very, very cloudy uh, where I was standing when it had just been crystal clear. And. I was trying to figure out what had what had happened, felt something brush by my leg, and it was dozens of stingrays. Um, not super large. I mean, each each one probably like twelve uh, inches across, right? Yeah. But there were a lot of them. And it was beautiful and terrifying. But this yeah. was before Steve Irwin passed away. So, so you're not didn't Nick, have that same sort of fear. So Nick, you're not a psychiatrist, clearly. <laughs> no, no. Because no. it seems like you learned nothing from his fear of uh is unrelated. I don't know if you listened to what he said, but he thought there was a wolf in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that was unrealistic. And what you basically said was actually I walked into a house and sure enough I was covered in wolves. <laughs> that's what you did. You like I was like, hey man, that's actually a pretty ridiculous fear. And Steve Irwin died like many years ago and I don't know that there's you know, a lot of cases of that. And then Nick was like, no, you're right. <laughs> you, I know you're supposed to shuffle you, your feet so you don't rile them those up. Those are jellyfish, dipshit. <laughs> and stingrays. No. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Are jellyfish? Stingrays. No, I guess you, you could be right. You could be right. Yeah, well, 
If we had TV, we could Google it. We could get it right up there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what? Though the best thing about Bring it up, young is Jamie. We have we have a person that could do that, and he refuses. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't no. look anything up. Must be all of his white it's pride. So, so many times you're like, second you look that up, and then he looks at his phone, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, I don't have any information." Apparently, Google for Zach is not doesn't have anything in there. He's like, "Where would I find that?" Where yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what he does on air. And again, we don't have the what you guys did was Dyke went to the bathroom, and we probably edit that. Dyke, we can't edit what Zach does. We know because Zach's the editor, and he says stuff like, "I don't know where to find that." Well, yeah, that the story about the heist. And then you had the the only information that Zach gave us from what sounded like a pretty crazy heist was that 500,000 550,000 was over half a million. Yes. That's the information he gave us, which, you know, anybody that knew, you know, grade school math knew what he gave us. And he's like that's all the internet said. Why don't we fire him? Cuz yeah, he makes that really good mustard. He's a good egg. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He is the sauce boss of Indianapolis. That's right. He does have that. <laughs> well, guys, a two-hour two podcast. What, 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 how do you guys normally end these podcasts? Like, what's normal? You know, you don't have to do that. We don't. It's not our job to worry about how to close up the podcast. <laughs> no, like, we I, don't work here. Like, I'm car- Like, what's the normal like gambit of like? If you'd have waited five minutes, they would have told us. Where are they from? What are they doing? He just drinks a bottle of antifreeze. And never gets to- <laughs> what What are your fears? What keeps you up at night? Stingrays, dogs, wolves. I think we've we've covered all of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, about a good time to to get it all wrapped up. So typically in this scenario, we would look for an appropriate hole to kind of jump into and yeah. cascade down that that runway, so to speak. Um, now's as good a time as any, I guess, to, to mention to, uh, to you, dear listener and viewer, uh, where your content might be found, what things you might like to promote and so on and so forth. So harder brunch, how can people find it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are at harder brunch on all social media. You can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever fine podcast anchor, wherever fine podcasts are. (laughs) Are sold? I like they had a stroke and Anchor came out. We're not on Facebook though, right? Anchor, we are kind of on Facebook. <laughs> no, we're not. We're working on it. We don't want to be on Facebook. Only old people use Facebook. Yeah. Specifically old. if they're going to complain about a podcast. That's what old people do. <laughs> Why did he say rape 27 times? It doesn't sound like a comedy I want to no, watch. No, the, the most of the Facebook audience isn't going to mind about that. It's all that... <laughs> It's all that damn uncomfortable black talk. Uh, <laughs> well, we we do support all lives matter. I mean, I think we've all got a record. Jesus of saying that. Christ, man! This is <laughs> mainly they have video because otherwise, an audio like, listen, I know that you look Samoan, but you can't say all lives matter in a podcast that I'm going to be a part of. What the hell's wrong with you? Luckily, uh, they have a camera. We, we've, we made our disclaimer. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I think we covered our side. We're That's right. this, is, this is still um, much uh, lighter, I think, than how intense our episode with Zach got. So it's fine. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That went off the rails. It That one that one went some <laughs> dark places. What happened? Really? Uh, about 45 minutes of conspiracy talk. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. it was good. It was good stuff. Wow. We went down there. We have a conspiracy guy coming on uh, in, a, in like uh, two weeks. I'm real excited. What? I'll be waiting with bated breath. Again, I don't know who the guests are at the time, so this is a surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise to me as much as it is for you. I don't. Okay. I didn't know you guys were going to be on until yesterday. <laughs> 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 well, I I was out of town. It, I, He's like, I on definitely want to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, uh, no. 
<laughs> we do artists, entrepreneurs, and all these amazing things. Like, I got these guys who feed people stuff and then they make them talk. Like, that's not in the theme of things. That's why I told you late. <laughs> all right. So at Harder Brunch on all this stuff. And yeah. then uh, the podcast available on all the platforms, sounds like. And yes. Drunk Dial, where can that be found? Same thing, at Drunk Dial on everything. Available Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and then also at Red Flag Comedy mm-hmm. um, is my comedy troupe. And Gomez Barbecue, throw yeah, no, throw old Mikey no, Gomez no. a shout he out. He can do no? his own advertising. Fair enough. <laughs> this right. is our time. Our time up here. He didn't pay me shit for a plug. <laughs> we would probably also can you talk- can we edit that out? Can we edit that <laughs> out? Do not go to Gomez Barbecue unless he pays me first. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, Gomez Barbecue is probably wonderful. also the at uh, the Burn the Well. We have another one under our flagship of the Harder Brunch family. We're still kind of working on that name, but also Burn the Well is relatively new with Jake Johnson, who it sounds like. I mean, you know Jake because he's at he was at a hotel yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, I've 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 met him. I don't personally know him. Okay. I know him mostly actually from Harder Brunch. So. Okay. Yeah, so he has a new Burn the Well podcast. He's three episodes in. Hmm? Yeah. So, yeah, we have a we have a couple. I think our theme really is just industry talk. You know, basically what we're always looking at is like, what's it like to hang out with a bartender? What's it like to hang out with comedians when they're not doing what they're doing? Or what's it like to hang out with, um, you know, servers when they're not doing that? I think that's the theme of everything we're doing. Maybe. I, I think we I think we like to pull the curtain back a little bit. And it's like right, the, right, the, right. the overlap that I've noticed between service industry and comics is we all have kind of a dark sense of humor and that like if we're if we're clocking out we're sitting around we're having a a shift drink we're all gonna probably make a little some inappropriate jokes right and then we're gonna go "Ah, i'm just kidding i actually believe the exact opposite of that i just want to make sure that that's (laughs) That's clear yeah uh we support and love everybody yeah we're just trying to be fun yeah and that's and that's i think the through line of um, drunk dial, harder brunch, and then the the new burn the well. That's the through line. Is just like, what's it like when with those people that are maybe just working to make you happy? What is it like when it's just them hanging out with each other? And that's kind of all of our stuff. Right on. Okay, and and at Dyke Michaels on Instagram, yes, on Twitter. Um, yep, I'm everything. Okay, Chris. No. Just no. <laughs> no. All right. I have, uh, actually, I always like to take this time to promote my action figure Instagram. It's called uh, Dr. Underscore Galactus. It's okay. literally just the action figures. Uh, I don't do anything with it. Amy takes my action figures and she takes pictures of them. And somehow nice. I have a thousand followers because she works in media and I don't know what I'm doing. But Hell yeah. She's got some new Ninja Turtles. They'll be up soon. All right. Nice. And, and so so let's let's wrap it with this. For For anyone who might be listening, whether they are – uh, an artist or a podcaster or someone stuck slaving away in a kitchen. Is there any one large bit of advice that you could give them as a creator of things? Uh, I would just say, I think right now is the best time in human history to create whatever you want to. Um, I think you, no matter what the scale or whatever you're into, it's the best time to create something because you have such uh, free autonomy to put it out into the digital sphere. Um, so just do it and be consistent about it and be passionate about it. And um, I, I that's all the advice I can give. I, I think just keep doing it until it till it works out, till it makes sense, or till you learn how to do it better. Well put. Chris, anything to tag on to that? Uh, I think I would just say, like, we're at this top of this roller coaster that we have no idea what the downside, what the 
down of that roller coaster is going to look like. We're we're still, I and mean, we maybe we're still chugging up. And I think that that's the thing is, you have this time, and a lot of people are displaced or moved or whatever, and you do have a very unique opportunity that no one's allowed to kind of look at. Is this what you want to do, or is this maybe there's something else, and kind of recreate it before that roller coaster gets in that down goes down the hill. And I think do that. Just really look at whatever you're doing, whatever you're not doing, and is that something you like to do? And it's you know what the the thing is it's and I and you guys know this probably but is it's you you always are going to be better doing something you really like doing. That's you're always going to be better doing that, and it's always going it's always going to work out. Money aside, it's always going to work out to do what you're doing. And I think we have this tiny little blip of like, well, things are kind of getting figured out, and we don't know what's going to look like on the other side of this this cave we're in. But really figure out what you want to do, and then decide kind of this is your time to kind of get your shit together and do that. And that's what I'd say is to anybody that's kind of in a spot, and I think there's a lot of people in bad spots, like, take this time, think about that, and then think about what you really want to do, and then fucking do it. Um, I think that's it. I nice. think just to tag off of that. Oh, okay, um, you always have to have the last word every single goddamn time. <laughs> every single goddamn time. I think just to tag off of that, please definitely watch the platform on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very important bit of programming. I'll add it to my queue now. <laughs> Right on, guys. Thanks so much for, for hanging out with us. This was a whole lot of fun. And, yeah. and thanks for doing what you do. Yeah, thank you guys yeah. for having us on. This, this was, was great. Fun. Nice. All right, peace. Peace.